Welcome back, everyone, to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead Season 7 Season Finale, Episode 16, The First Day of the Rest of Your Lives, and it's the Recap and Review, The Walking Dead Season 7 is over! Yay! But here we go, no. This was an episode of The Walking Dead, it was the season finale. We are gonna get all up in this talk about the good, the bad, I think this episode is going to come down to a matter of opinion whether you thought this was good or not. We're going to get all up in this, but I am not alone tonight. As always, of course, I have with me the live motherfucking chat. So many great people. Apulia, T-Baby, Dark, Brown Sugar, Corey, Sam, V, lots of awesome people in the live motherfucking chat. I heard a couple of you asking, but some of people might remember from last week, Joe cannot be with us this week. So, but Joe and I will be doing a podcast on either Monday or Tuesday that will be a shorter podcast, but it's basically going to just be a Joe's Thoughts, The Walking Dead season finale, Joe's Thoughts. That will be what the stream will be called. So look out for that Monday or Tuesday, but we're not alone. We have with us the wonderful, the hilarious, the great, the sexually amazing, as I saw him in his bathroom touching himself inappropriately and I liked it, The Walking David. Welcome, Walking David. Hey, how's it going, dude? Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you. I like to have, uh, we had you on last season a couple of times for filling duty for Joe, and it's, I'm fucking psyched that you were able to come on tonight and talk about the season finale. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see what you thought and see what people in the live motherfucking chat thought about this, because I think this episode really comes down to what you thought about the whole dream sequence device shit. If, the, if you bought into that and you liked all of that, you probably enjoyed this episode, because I think the action part was good. It was undisputably, to me, what makes The Walking Dead fun is when it gets all action-y like that. But it's that dream stuff, the Abraham, the is the mother dick good enough for Sasha and his last mem her last memories not to think of her brother and think of Abraham? I don't know, we'll get all in that. But if people want to get their thoughts in, there's a lot of ways to do that. There's the live motherfucking chat, as I said, the best way live to do it. If you're listening to the podcast later, you can always jump on issuesprogram.com and comment on the post. You can also call and leave a voicemail 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 781-990-8509. And also, last but not least, the... Phone lines are open tonight. If anyone wants to call in and get their thoughts in, we have a call-in number, new call-in number at 213-943-3802. Again, that's 213-943-3802. If you want to get your thoughts in, we're taking calls throughout the evening tonight. Get them on in. You'll be put into a little queue sort of thing, and we'll take your fucking calls. Holy shit. Analysis of the Throne says, Walking David is looking so seductive. We got Timo Brown Sugar. Walking, Dead, you're always, Walking David, you're always sedu seductive. Now, David, we haven't talked to you uh, much since midway through last season. You've, you've called in a couple of times, but what are you, just your overall general thoughts about this season finale and kind of Walking Dead season seven in general? Um, I will say when there has been action, I felt like it was pretty good uh, through the season. There, there's been some moments that, you know, were legitimately uh, eye-catching or interesting or a kill was interesting, but um, I've got to say overall, even though that I'm a huge walking dead fan and my youtube channel called the walking david it's hard to hide my ever so slight disdain for some <laughs> of the choices that they've made for this fucking season uh it's <laughs> some of the dialogue and the repetition uh the repetition with negan and like every time he talks it's kind of the same you know just like my dick is bigger than your dick <laughs> rick and you suck ass you know like uh 
he's had that like you were saying with Joe he's had that conversation like 17 times I think I think that his contract said I have to do the Negan speech to every single member of the cast at some point in the show because <laughs> um, there are walkers that he's just like talking to before he hits him with a bat just going you are freaky as shit sneaking up on me like that with that freaky ass mouth you know like the end of the day, uh, my wetsuit is like sin, blasting my nutsack all the way back to a car. Oh no, that was huge. That was uh, that was Abraham. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm not gonna lie. They tried to make evil Abraham with uh, Negan. That's kind of what it is. It's or like, what if what if Abraham just went fucking ape shit, like got kicked by a goat, and then he came back like that? <laughs> no, I think that's a very good point in the sense that they, I think that's part of the reason why they probably like, oh yeah, Abraham could be the one we can kill because we're gonna replace his people love all that shit that Abraham says, that fucking mother dick shit, all those lines. You know, Negan's gonna be like all of that. So why don't we have Negan show how boss he is by mother dick and the mother dick? And we did get Abraham back in this episode. What did you think of the dream device situation in this episode, David? Did, did you think this episode needed to be an hour and fucking half of a dream with a big dream sequence to pad off not just one, not just two, but three? They're like the Joker scenes with, you want to know how I got these scars? Like, we need three of those fucking scenes in the fucking episode? Is it that fucking good, David? What the flying fuck, David? Sorry. David. I can try to do my Joe version. That, like, that dream sequence was fucking stupid, dude. Fucking always showing Sasha in the fucking closet. We good it. She's fucking in there. She ain't going anywhere. Fuck. Fucking amen. Dude. Fucking dude. Shit. Balls. Um, <laughs> beach by salt. Beach ball size lady nuts. Um, I will say this. It was boring. Uh, the problem is nobody really cares about Sasha. Like, I didn't care when she went all kamikaze, as Negan said. I didn't care when she felt bad during Abraham even getting beaten down. I feel like that actress has wasted a lot of opportunity to really get you hooked with her performance because she's so stoic. I just, uh, I think part of it too is. I think part of it too is, and I and I keep saying this, but I think the actress herself in these last couple of episodes is just counting down the moments till she's on the Star Trek Star Trek Enterprise. At this <laughs> point, she's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm I'm getting a starring role in the Enterprise. I'm off this shit show. I'm going on. The, I'm going on Star Trek. I got con more convention money in my future." She's seeing the dollar signs right now. She can't fucking wait. People are saying it's like Joe. It, it's like Joe hasn't even uh, hasn't even left. David, you're you're right here. You are right here. Walking Dead, but uh, had. To the Walking Dead editors, uh, it's KLC. Uh, the needless dialogue, should we cut it out? Ah, screw it. Let's make it an hour and a half episode. And yeah, it's that sort of thing. That being said, if you're into the, and I'm into dream sequences, I just didn't like them in the place of this episode because I think it was just filler. Again, I get that you want a pub for a fucking week in the press that you have a 90 minute episode. I get that. Again, I see in this episode and people go, you fucking hate it while you're watching it. I didn't hate it. I think if you had chopped around the edges of this episode, made it a tight fucking hour episode, you and made the dream sequence once in the episode, done the same shit, just trim some of the fucking fat, take out one of the three of Negan's monologues, which I actually thought were fucking kind of good when he got into his shit in this episode. I've liked him in the back half better than the first half. And I liked him when he was laid back talking to Eugene and, and Sasha before she got into the coffin. I found Negan a more believable character in the back half of this season and even more so in this episode. 
but again, uh, I think the sh whole show is just like it's it's the embarrassment. It's Chinese democracy. It's just so much shit. It's like thrown at the wall, and it's just we need. Oh, we need to do an hour and a half episode. We need to have three dream sequences. We need to have this Maggie thing at the end where she gives this deep speech. Why can't she just end it at the logical point at the end of the episode where it feels like it should end? Not do the fucking Fellowship of the Rings ending where you have the voiceover with Maggie, which was good. It was done well. The actors are kicking ass with what they get on the show. I won't say anything bad about any of the actors' performances on this show. It stands out when they're bad. Andrew Lincoln kicked ass in this episode. He was fucking amazing. Maggie, Maggie was very believable in that speech at the end in some of her moments. But what the shit is sitting on the bench looking at the sunset with Maggie and fuck? What we're wasting time in an episode with three or four fucking times of that? I'm sorry. I'm I'm I maybe I'm trying to be Joe tonight a little bit, but. Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately it, so my ranting might be coming out a little bit more. It was bothering me because I could see something good within this episode. I like the dream stuff. It was just overused to the point where, oh, another one, another one, which I don't know. I'm sorry, David. I just ranted for a while there. You're, you're fine. I'm letting you do it. Do your thing. <laughs> but uh, I will say that what would have been better is when we have a close up of Sasha's face. We saw that dream sequence from her perspective. So every time she closed her eyes, we saw Abraham looking kind of lovingly into hers um, because it'd be, you'd feel more. You'd feel more of what she's feeling. Notice that that's her imagination in the memory yes. of it because they were together for like a week. No, I'm most, sorry. <laughs> most people, I, I have to tell you, uh, they don't imagine their dreams from like C, camera C. You know what I mean? Like, hey, are you still picking this up? I know we're getting the close-ups, but we need a, we need a master shot. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if we had done that. And then right as she's about to die or in the last dream sequence, you know, we see Abraham's face looking up at Negan when he was about to get hit with the bat. Yeah, dude, I, I don't want to play. I, I, I hate doing that. Not because we can't do it well, but I, th that is amazing. Exactly. There's so many ways you could have done this better. It's hard not to do this. It's not like, and again, that's, I don't think it's nitpicky. I just think this was sloppy. It was sloppy and overindulgent in sometimes because and I think they sacrificed these actors, awesome performances in some of these pieces. People are saying in the live chat that, uh, the Maggie transition was awesome. Felt like, uh, felt like he, uh, felt like she, with what she was saying that Glenn was still on the show with, with how she was passing across. I agree. I would have liked more awkward conversations with the let's create a new, <laughs> new language garbage people. Someone asked if uh, Shiva survived the onslaught. Yeah, I believe Shiva did, did, did survive. And Anthony says, great episode. And that's what I'm saying. I guess some people could like this episode because I think there's enough in here to like. I just felt... Like, again, at times, it, some things were predictable, but I'm not going to get into all of that. I thought the war stuff pretty much was all handled really well. I think you you mentioned it earlier, David. I think all the action pieces in this episode moved along really well, except for a couple of little, again, if I'm going to be Joe here, Rick got shot in the side. And I know he can get around a little bit. And for a little while, they have him limping around, like grabbing his side. But then eventually, maybe, okay, adrenaline kicks in. He's like running with Carl at the end of the episode. And it just it, his, it just stops bleeding magically. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe someone cauterized it, was, it or something. It was only a flesh wound. Yeah, it was, a, it was only a flesh wound. Uh, but at this moment, we have a voicemail from the Broke Black Man. Let's listen to what Broke Black Man thought of this particular episode and get our first voicemail of the line the night as i said we have a voicemail line 781-990-8509 also a call-in line for anyone who wants to call in and attempt that at 
943-3802. Give us your be best Joe rants tonight. So uh, so here we go. Uh, let's listen to Broke's message. Hey, Phil. This is Broke here. For starters, I don't want Eugene to die a miserable death. I want someone to just to grab him down and just shave his head bald. He no longer deserves the mullet. <laughs> Two, why didn't Rosita die in this damn episode? Like, her name was on my death note. Like, seriously, Richard was on my death note. He died. But Rosita, no. Luckily, she ends up in bed healing. But seriously, if she got shot in the chest, because I believe that's where she got shot, Okay, one second before I play the last one. Yes, I thought about that too. Stephanie goes, Rosita just got shot dead in the chest. And then we see her at the end of the episode. Oh, I guess it's another flesh wound, David. Did you notice that? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. The plot armor this season for some people based on the characters they're trying to establish is... It's kind of ridiculous because I'm sorry, even for a villain to just kind of be like, you know what? Out of principle, I'm not going to kill the guy who's been causing me all these problems. I'm going to kill someone next to him so that he has another opportunity to do it again. Is everybody with me? Hey, where's everybody going? You know, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. It's, it's like, what the fuck? Why don't these people just leave Negan? Because it's not like he would even suspect. He goes, we are all Negan. And I'm pretty sure everybody gets that. So I'm good. And I, I think I'll abstain from swinging my bat that I fucking talk about every episode. <laughs> my big spiked penis bat. And and the th the thing about uh, Eugene, I wouldn't like nothing more if they pulled up in honor of WrestleMania tonight a Brutus the Barber beefcake like bet in a wrestling match where afterwards he gets to shave whose head was it? Like, was it the Honky Tonk Man or Macho Man's head? I forget or Ric Flair's head. I forget what the bet was, but it was Brutus the Barber. So in honor of WrestleMania tonight, I'll Brutus Bar Barber beefcake. I I would love to see them bring him in, you know, for a cameo or something and uh, shave off Eugene's head. Uh, pancakes with smiley faces on. I thought was I thought was funny. We kick shitty. I, I thought Negan and Abraham had a lot of good one liners in this particular episode. Oh, I forgot. Let's listen to the end of Brooks message. I think that that tiger Shiva didn't die. Like Walking Dead is not only killing freaking animals left and right. She didn't die. Like, that's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> Those are things I got to talk about. Okay, so what... Okay, let's get into this. People were talking about this a little bit in the live chat. And we're going to, we're going to talk about Eugene, too. But we'll talk about Eugene within the episode, because this was a big episode for Eugene. Mm -hmm. Shiva, the tiger. Okay. Chekhov's tiger. I don't. I hate using that term, but it was the, the tiger arrives right at the right moment. At the at that was perfect timing for that tiger. How does that tiger know... How does the tiger know which group to attack? Uh, they well, Phil, if I may, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but they originally wanted that CGI deer to make an appearance mm. in this final episode. Uh, they didn't have the budget for it, uh, but you know they got the tiger. I guess that's all right. That being said, the tiger looked fu looked fucking cool. This was the coolest that the tiger looked from a visual standpoint. It looked the least CG-ish. And if The Walking Dead can pay for this, walk, uh, Game of Thrones, where's my fucking direwolves? But uh, but so they they got the tiger. I enjoyed seeing the tiger go tiger a little bit, and then the tiger just follows them around. I just don't buy that that tiger's not taking out at least one or two Alexandrians that just happen to get in the tiger's path. It doesn't know. 
the tiger doesn't know. Like, how does it know to attack the junkyard people? It just can't listen. It's not doesn't have a Vulk again, does not have a Vulcan Vulcan mind meld with Ezekiel. That's not happening. But I enjoy I enjoyed the tiger action, albeit a very predictable TV kind of, oh here they are at the right moment to save the day. If Negan didn't monologue too long, he could have he could have fucking killed Carl. I wonder if like if they thought about like doing Ezekiel having a flash where he goes is like, oh yeah, scaring me on this journey. And then like in his head, he just sees that one woman with the hijab just going, you can break it, <laughs> you can tear it down, but boy, you you even after you burn it, you can you can put more stuff in there if you want. I mean, grits and you know all kinds of carrots. You know, like that's the problem with this. <laughs> sorry, that's the problem with the show. Is that the moments preceding and following moments like that are very, very good, but they're, you know, kind of muddied by the fact that you have to wait forever for a long monologue just to get the point across. It's like if Negan gets Sasha so well, then why did he have to go through that shit? He goes, oh, yeah, you were there. His next line should have been, so I'm going to stop talking like I'm fucking talking and just tell you what the fuck's up. That's why I enjoyed that one scene we got with him right before she got in the coffin when he's not talking in Negan voice and he's talking very calmly. You know, you don't have to ride in that thing if you don't want to. Like, he's not, he's actually a person in that fucking moment. That was my favorite Negan moment in the entire series so far. He's just very casually talking to them. And so... Oh, you know, I really like you. You know, I'm sorry you got to do this. I, I, I really actually like that. Oh, people in the live chat. He, the Apparently the tiger's trained to just target guys wearing leather. Shiva's trained to attack guys in leather. Apparently it's a magic fucking tiger. That's a 600 pound tiger. Huge target. Someone should have shot it. I mean, honestly, show stuff doesn't bother me much. I can handle a tiger being there. But once you make it magical, I fucking lose it. Carl should have died. Still disappointed about that. Timo says they must have sprayed Shiva with some sort of bullet repellent too. Hmm. I love you guys have a warped version of Negan for me. I'm surprised they didn't have a tiger hug and console people afterwards. One true David, I don't watch it, but I had to come and drop a like. I was too busy. Uh, the Hardy Boys come back winning the tag team. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, guys. Sorry for the WrestleMania spoiler. Uh, if anyone who cares about that. Uh, I just I just needed to accept that. Shiva Dus S Machina, the bulletproof super ninja CGI target. <laughs> says says uh our good buddy KL fucking C great to see you in the live chat. So, as I said, I think in this episode contrary to all the bullshit that I just said, all the whining and and crying, I just I just did. It comes down to I think if you really like those dream sequence setups, the setups with Sasha which again, I think from a single scene was done really well. The focus on her. I thought Eugene carried a lot of the heavy lifting in this episode too and following Eugene's logic from point A to point B. And I don't know. I don't know. I I had trouble Eugene, I have trouble relating to him as anything but his lines being funny to me. I have trouble every time they try to do something deeper with Eugene. I kind of check out a little bit. I just like when he's to talk his voice. I lock that coffin up airtight. I guess you. I guess you must have suffocated. Yeah, I don't know. They could do something more interesting with Eugene. It'd be interesting if the uh, like. I hesitate to use this word on a live stream, but his like if his autism was fake, like if he just stuttered and acted like that because that's part of his survival no matter who comes in contact with him they feel bad about picking on him because it's like he's not there all the time um 
I don't know. Like, it would have been interesting to see Negan go like, who are you? And then he just says in a normal voice, like, I'm, I'm Negan. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Just because they could have done stuff more interesting with him. It's like, like you said, he's, I thought they were going to go the angle of, oh, he said the human genome project thing. Negan's going to find out about that, similar to how the group did, um, but isn't going to let it slide. And they still might, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that they could have done a lot more with these characters. I get I get his mindset where he's coming from some some point being afraid, but I wish they made him a little bit more duplicitous, like not so much drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, but, but I guess it's all right to show how to have one of our characters be be manipulated by by that lifestyle that Negan can offer so we can see it through his eyes. I just don't think they're doing it very effective because I think he's too much of a comedic character for me. Like I, that's I said that better than I said it a second ago. When I was just like, oh, uh, Eugene sucks. Uh, Yo, it's Crackdown said, great name, by the way. Yo, it's Crackdown. Uh-uh. This episode ruined Michonne's character, made her look weak. The fact that Michonne got beat, whether it made her look weak or not, Michonne takes a beating like that. How does she not have brain damage? I love at the end of the episode, uh, it, it's, uh, we'll talk about this in the recap, but I get, I get pretty dark in the, in the recap at that point because Rick, she, they come in and, and Rick's like, I forget what the word is. It's there. Or they are or something. And she's like, the, the, and Rick's like, that's right. It's there. It could just be seen as a really dark, weird situation where Michonne is never going to be the same after this. Should she have been that able to be take this person in a fight, David? What was that? Should she have Sorry. been able to take, did this, did this kind of ruin Michonne's character? Did this, uh, did this, uh, rub some of the toughness off of her? it just made her seem a little dumb. Like, just because it's like up until this point, she had no reason to trust these garbage pail people. They just, one of their leader, their leader just asked them, you know, yours. Can I bang him after all this is over? And then she's just like, I'm just going to chill up on point with some random stranger who keeps looking at me. Like she's going to kill me here in a second. Um, usually Michonne is the one throughout the series. Who's kind of like, I don't trust him. And you shouldn't either. We should be guarded about our approach to this. I, and she didn't. Alisa said this. In the, Alicia said this in the chat. Great to see Alicia in the live motherfucking chat. Uh, she did beat her ass in the end. She did win the fight in the end. I, I appreciate that situation. I wish she'd always carry that ninja sword on her all the time. So she could have just hacked that. You know, that girl comes out and she goes, no, fuck you. It just slices her in half. I don't know if it ruined her character, but she did take a hell of a beating. And in reality, it, it'd be tough to come back from that 100%. She, well, she'd also be missing like her whole front teeth and everything. So because her face got slapped on concrete <laughs> and she's bleeding from her mouth. Atari, and she's fine. Atari said, I think the fact that the other girl looked like Andrea made her let her guard down for a second. High five from Alicia. Sandman says, I love this episode. Great episode. Sandman also says, Michonne simply looked human. You can't win every fight. Very good point, Sandman. Who Sandman was very, is very high on this episode. Like I said, I can see how someone could be very high on this episode. I think there was a lot of good in it. And Again, my my bitchiness is just more around, again, not the actors' performances, not even necessarily where they choose in the story. It's just everything seems a little too little too much of fluff and not tight enough in the way that for my for me, just for me, not for fucking everyone. I can't be like, oh fuck you, Sandman. You're a motherfucker. You're wrong. You didn't like this episode. What the fuck? No, I mean, uh, I definitely get it. I don't think this was bad. I think it was just I could have dealt with an hour episode and a lot of that first hour of the episode cut at that cut in half. So, yeah, 
I mean, literally, if you reduce the dream sequences to like one and a, like one or two for both things, cutting to Maggie, cutting to Sasha and Abraham, reduce those by one scene, it makes the episode go 15 minutes faster, and it's completely fine. And, Rick, so- I thought was fine. I here's one thing I did want to say though. I think that if anybody looked a little weak or kind of um, lost a little bit of trust in them is the fact that Rick didn't attempt to grab her gun at all. When all of them were like running for the fucking Hills, he's a cop. He could do that little gun flip around thing and just blow her fucking head off. But obviously they're like, we want to keep this one around for next season. So <laughs> Nope. Uh, I'm just super excited next week's Better Call Saul. Oh, next week is Better Call Saul? Holy shit. Did anyone else catch Negan's They Got a Freaking Tiger? <laughs> yeah, that was fucking great. The dream sequences would have been more effective if she was seeing her brother or Bob or something. Somebody else, a couple of other people. I think she definitely should have seen uh, Tyrese. They should have been tried to bring back Tyrese. And her connection with Bob and Ty- Tyrese was much stronger. Do you th- guys think that Rick accepted Carl's fate with Negan's bat? I just think he knew it was going to happen anyway, so he didn't want to beg. I think that's what it comes down to. It. He didn't want to be Negan's bitch anymore in that moment. He wanted to He wanted to give it back, show him that he wasn't going to take a shit. That no matter what happened, eventually Negan would be brought down. He's not going to... No- it was the Rick you saw at the end of the beginning of the first episode of the season before Negan took him on the car ride and freaked him the fuck out. The, yeah, the, yeah, you can do this, but I'm still going to fucking get you eventually. Hey, hey, Kyle's fucking chickens in the live motherfucking chat. And, uh, so let's get into it, David. We've wasted enough time. We've set up enough foreplay. So let's wait. Here we go. I'm sorry. I got to get to the, uh, oh, there it is. So let's get into it. Let's, let's push the button. Push the fucking button and do it, do it, do it. It is the recap. Recap. Okay. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough of that shit. Enough of that. Fucking crap. Okay, everyone, the phone lines will still be open, I believe, till around... uh, Yeah, they will be open. Plenty of time if anyone wants to call in at 213-943-3802 or leave a voicemail at 781-990-8509. We'll we'll stop in the midst of of the recap occasionally to take some calls or take some more at the end. Generic question. Uh, They take a... Take a truck to deliver one melon and why walk to Alexandria? Good question, Timo. So I wish I had an answer for you. So the episode opens up that we get some nice classic music. I think the episode opened up the way it opened up in this dream sequence is very effective. Sasha's watching some porn or playing Warcraft, sweating and thinking of her new job in the Enterprise. She's getting uh, she's getting sleepy, getting sleepy, nodding off, going off to never, never land. And uh, then we get our intro and she actually took the pill. David, I really like when The Walking Dead does this. I actually got very fucking excited from this transition because a couple of things really surprised me here. And I'm curious what you thought too of this from this standpoint. We got this intro. It was very, very quick. Usually The the Walking Dead has done more of these this season. I like when they do the quick intro, just one quick thing, bang right into it. Next up, before we get into what actually happens, we go... There's no commercial. 
They don't go to a commercial after the credits. They go actually right into the episode. I absolutely love this. And I, and I was set up for in a really awesome position. I was like, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I was under the same impression. I thought that when this episode started, I thought that it was going to have a lot more potential than it did. But I want people to know that I still loved it. I still give it like an eight, which is not bad at all. I'm just really critiquing the things that I would critique on any other show. Yeah. So Yeah. No. And, and, and we, we say that all the time that I still enjoy watching the walking dead. It's, 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 I hold, and I don't even hold it to super high or standard. I just want it to be fun. And mm-hmm. I know that's not what maybe everyone wants out of the walking dead. They want it to go a little deeper. Sometimes for me, every time that they go deep, I feel like it's not that kind of show, at least for my entertainment. I like when it's bam, 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 action, survival, fight, interaction, human interaction shit. We get into the deep dream, dark sequences. For me, that works on a show like The Sopranos or something like that, but it, it doesn't work here, here for whatever reason for me. And, or, and yeah, that's just from, for my personal taste. Mm-hmm. But, but even the, so I think like some of the best, best part of the episode, someone was asking what the best part of the episode for me was. The best part for me was actually was the end, just that whole action scene at the end from beginning to end, right? When Negan came back in and everyone everyone showed up. I just think we'll get to that point in the episode, but it was kind of a long point. Part of that is this moment you said when Shiva showed up to save the day. That was probably my favorite moment. David, did you have a favorite moment of the episode you can think about? Yeah, I thought the, uh, let me see. I'm just going to rip through the Rolodex in my head. Um, I thought the sequence where they were getting ready to fight was great um, and getting all set up because I was getting extremely excited that they were just going to come out quite literally guns blazing and not hear anybody talk until, of course, you know, Eugene was like, oh, I'd like to talk to them, see if I can get them to slow their roll or whatever. Mm. Um, But I thought that was the best part just because, I mean, that was getting me extremely hyped uh, for, you know, the stuff that happens in the comic books for people who are aware of that. Um, But... uh, yeah, I like that, and I also did like that Carl almost got it this time. Yeah, He's and I, a little closer every time. Speaking of Carl, a couple people saying uh, Sasha coming out of the coffin. It was extended episode because it felt like it was just extended commercials. Uh, Timo, Timo just actually said what my favorite part of the episode was. I get to it in the notes, but we'll talk about it right now anyway. The the fact that Carl was the one that set it off when the best section of the episode is when zombie Sasha, we haven't even talked about that yet, funny enough, when zombie Sasha comes out of the coffin, which was a cool take, tackled Negan, somehow Negan survives it all, whatever, uh, but Carl sees the opportunity, excuse me, and is the first one to fire the first shot. Carl Wick. Yeah, Carl Carl Wick, exactly. Carl, Carl does it. <laughs> Stephanie is funny. Oh. We see Judith at one point in the episode, and uh, Stephanie uh, goes, wow, Judith, walking around, looking more and more like the Punisher every day. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. But uh, but Sasha should have been listening to the Eye of the Tiger because Shiva saved the day. Carl jumped off. Yeah, Carl set it off. Generic, I think that my problem, too, I've been too salty since the cliffhanger, and they haven't done anything great after that. Timo, I'm with you. Oh, we got we got uh, Big Sexy in the live chat, too. Great to see you, Big Sexy. King J Uno, Carl redeemed himself. I'm proud of that kid. I'm proud of him, too. And if Terry Chan was here, she'd be proud of him as well. Generic, I think that's my problem, too. I've been, oh, yeah, where was I wanted to read the comment above that. I like how seeing dead people before they die runs in Sasha and Tyrese's family. Yes, Big Sexy. I was going to say that later. 
uh, very similar to we get all deep in whatever with Tyrese before he dies, looking at pictures and stuff. So, mm -hmm. okay, so let's get back. J Judith and Hilltop, smart move. Uh, Scott Freely, haven't been able to make the chat in the live weeks. Had to be here for the season finale. Great to see you, Scott. And great to see so many people in the live motherfucking chat right now. We have a great group, uh, over 100 people, 124 people as of right now, and they're watching us live. Fucking huge fucking thanks to all you guys watching us. And anyone who's listening to the podcast later, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can check out the live broadcasts. And if you're listening on the audio cast as well, please give us some star ratings or reviews on iTunes. It can only help us get to more and more people. Okay, so we get no commercial. Wow, wow, wow. I was really excited about this. Then we come back with some cool jazz music and Sasha's face again doing the porn. She smiles and she says, hey, darling, wake up. She's a flashback and it's on the couch. She's sitting on the couch and Abraham's up and kissing her and she's alive in, in this kind of alive death place, whatever, that we can figure out after the fact. She's, she's in the process of dying while this is happening. And she's going to that place in Lost where they all meet together. And we get a uh, we get a good afternoon from Abraham. And he's he's feeling all kinds of uh, glad to see you right now. David, were you all kinds of glad to see Abraham right there? Uh, I, I was reserving my excitement because I was like, what are they going to do with him? Uh, and I was really thrilled to see Michael Cudlitz do this. Um, here's the thing. They had said at the beginning of the season, or at least after uh, the episode where he died, they go, don't worry, everybody, he'll be coming back in flashbacks. And I'm like, oh, okay, so just no flashbacks leading up to the season finale of this when she's, you know, and uh, can't have any more flashbacks. <laughs> that, it, it was a little bit of a Glenn goes under the dumpster for me. So, uh that is, that, uh, that is, Dwight didn't know about the garbage pillars. What the, maybe you should have left Rick in on that. People are saying that Judith and little Sam are babies. Are we sure this is a dream sequence? It seems like it might be a flashback. Okay, it might be a flashback to Atari Dad. I thought it was a dream. Like, she was she was projecting a ideal situation where where she can warn him before what happens. But it could have could have easily been a memory as well and a flashback from things that happened. You're probably right. It probably was a flashback. But... Yeah, I think it was a flashback, uh, but I don't know if the part where she goes, you know, I thought you died. I think that could be her having the memory and then right, right up till that moment, she's breaking through it. They're you know, both like a little bit of her is coming into the. Ex excellent, know, excellent the point. And someone in the live chat said this. Sam said this. Uh, excellent point, Sam. Uh, not a it's a flashback and a dream. She's flashing back on real situations and playing that what if game that when I was a kid, the first magic thing I ever wanted to invent was a what if box so that I could like spin it and see what if I did a different thing in that situation and just what would have happened and played out. I think I think that would be one of the most most fun toys ever to play with or maybe not it would be very sad you'd end up crying you'd be like, fuck man <laughs> hey guys wouldn't it have been great if at if in the very last shot we get of maggie and sasha sitting on the log if we had seen the silhouettes <laughs> of glenn and abraham standing there with their logs in hand sorry i'm just imagine <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah just imagine them straddling the log okay so we get the 
She asks, <laughs> she, we get a good afternoon. It's all kinds of good. She asks, are they back? And she didn't want to wake up Maggie. Maggie's in trouble. Someone said in the live chat, I think it might've been K KLC said, is Maggie still pregnant? Cause she's not showing. Maggie's looking pretty thin. Uh, Maggie's in trouble. Something's wrong with the baby, but she's going to go with Rick. No, the walking dead. This could have all happened in the matter of two days. This whole season could have been two days. So we're yeah. going to, we're going to go to Rick with the hilltop and see if the baby's good. Sasha says, don't go. And she's replying. What if then the cell opens and we get our first moment of our hero, <laughs> the hero of the walking dead, your friend and mine, David, the good man, Negan. What do you have to say? Negan? I can't hear it, Phil. Yeah, I'm sorry. Here we go. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life, Sasha. Uh, uh, okay, and that starts the, the Negan speech of the situation. He gives her a dish of food. He says, you're going to help me today. You're smart, hot, dignified as shit, and do not suffer a fool. No one wants to watch you die. Yeah, well, that that's kind of going against fandom and everybody, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if no one wants to watch you die. He's an amazing guy just for that. He, he comes in with a smile. Sam loving the Negan, big Negan fan. Walking Dead is trying, us, trying to make us feel the same for Sasha and Abe that took years for Glenn and Maggie. I'm just not buying it, says Timo. I get the yes. feels for Abe's. Exactly, Timo. They pushed that shit way too much. It was never that deep between them. We, they didn't get a chance to make it deep because Abraham died too soon. They had, sh they, from our perspective, from a television standpoint, they just had her say, fine, let's date. You know, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll somewhat date you or whatever like that and agree to it. And he was like, sweet fucking ass. I'm going to be able to make this happen. So we didn't get time with them together long-term to really build that relationship in the way that Maggie and Shane did. Maggie and Shane, sorry. I, I get Shane on the mind. I was going I, I to say Maggie and Glenn or Lori and Shane did. Uh, I mean, just really kind of built a relationship that you, you, bought, you bought the dynamic between them. So, mm -hmm. And I think, uh, yeah, they just started too late. I mean, you could have made us care about that. At least we would have cared more about Sasha through Abraham if we didn't care about Sasha as much. But because it, it would have made Abraham's death sadder if they had uh, had more of a relationship as opposed to just like, I like the way you call bullshit, Sasha. Now let's go kill these people and get married because that's kind of what it seemed like it seemed like let's go kill these people and let's have a baby you're like <laughs> okay i mean glenn this whole time the right idea you know what ha we cannot have kids in this world it is fucking terrible um i don't know i just think they could have done more over the past season to make us care about that uh they could have chosen any time what about when bob died and Abraham consoles Sasha. And for episodes, they show him consoling her and kind of cheering her back up with his goofy humor and stuff. And then in season six, we just kind of see that they're sort of a thing. And then bang on the head with a bat. Yeah. I, I, I in an instant. 
and it actually means something then. It actually has yeah. it actually has weight to it. It isn't just, oh yeah, the, they were together, they fucked once, so they so she thinks about him and their dying breath. You know, the last moment before death, she's thinking about Abraham, not her brother, not any not all these other things that were more important to her. Not all these other people that were super important to her. She's thinking about this guy that she date that she essentially was sleeping with for two weeks. You know, or so however yeah. long it was. It wasn't that long of a time. And I'm sorry. I know, I know, and I'm I'm being kind of like, oh yeah, real relationship can't be built in our time. Blah, blah, blah. I know it can. It's still just like very short amount of time for the show from the perspective. I'm not saying in reality the relationship couldn't have been couldn't have been weight worthy, so to speak. We just never fucking saw it. And I'm sorry, I can't just assume that something like that, you need to show me that at least to a certain extent and make it believable. And it never was for me. So I found that hard to be the central focus of the Sasha, even though I think the device was decent, what they were working with. I just felt like it was an excuse to bring Cutlass back. And that's cool. But it was uh, it was just an interesting moment to do it. Are we going to do it again when uh, Rosita dies? Is she going to have a vision yeah. of it? If if she dies and they do the same thing with Abraham having like the same discussion, uh, I'll shit my pants. <laughs> and if they show her have flashbacks or dreams about Spencer when she dies, I'll just stop watching anytime she's on screen. And that's the thing. That's the equivalent. Like if, if Rosita had died this season, would she have had fantasies of uh, Spencer and thought about the moment with Spencer. That's essentially how long Rosita and, I mean, Sasha and Abraham were really a couple. Less time because Abraham got beat with a baseball bat I believe, before, before what's his name, uh, Spencer survived a little while. The uh, the final was yeah. a, a bang a bang average at best, uh, Kenneth. Uh, the flashback scenes just scream that the actor knew it was a flashback. Talk about chewing the scenery, says Delia Productions. Uh, give us some Shane, David. <laughs> Scott says, give us some Shane, David. Now, Joe ain't here. I watch and says Paradox. Uh, but Joe will be back. We'll be doing a podcast midweek for any people that want to see Joe. And I think I was thinking that uh, I was waiting on Michonne's permission to sleep with Jadis. He didn't refuse. Hashtag fuck Rosita in the live chat. So, okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna help solve some Negan shit, and we see a pancake with a smiley face and blueberries. She asks with disdain, what do you need from me? So then we cut to the first sign of Maggie on the fence. Then we see Dwight saying, look at me, I want it stopped, I want Negan dead, and we get this whole scene with Dwight and the whole team talking. And, uh, and Tara is playing the the tough guy in this scene. And I, I, I kind of like Tara in this back half of the season. Since they brought Tara back, I, I'm liking her. I liked her generally. I think it shouldn't have been a whole episode, but I liked her in the Ocean Size episode. And I liked her in last episode. And I thought in her moment where she's just like, kill this guy. She's Joe, speaking of Joe, she's Joe in the background going, fucking kill this guy. What the fuck are you keeping this fucking guy alive for? So, uh, David, do you have any opinions on this particular scene with Dwight and uh, and the group? Um, I think they definitely should have at least punched and beaten him up a little bit to show that they mean business. <laughs> I think letting him get away completely scot-free and not testing his legions a bit under pressure was stupid. Yeah, and, ju um, and just letting him go back to like, his group. He had a gun in his head ten seconds ago. And, and Daryl had a knife that was getting really fucking close to his eye you know, for a good five minutes. And it's like, dude, at least cut off like a finger, like pull a game of Thrones shit and be like, Stannis Baratheon is the one true king. You know, like, 
uh, I don't know. I, I think it could have been done a little bit better. I do agree that uh, Tara is a little bit more useful now, now that she finally mentioned Ocean's, Oceanside. Uh, before that, she was driving me crazy. <laughs> and uh, Timo, I got to scroll up for Timo's comment. Timo says, Tara is all like, kill him, kill him, kill him, but didn't do it herself and ran away when shit hit the fan to save Rosita, bitch ass. It was obvious before Negan opened the casket that Sasha was dead. They ruined the surprise, in my opinion. Should have been done. Better, says Johnny Rico. Uh, Dalia says, I like seeing 15% of the brutal fight scenes on the show. The show's greatest character, Michonne, getting her ass handed to her was some by some random girl. Um, everybody, go, uh, <laughs> the actor that plays Dwight has... has has throughout the season turned into a TV version of Christian Pale. We hardly saw anything of the Michonne fight. Why? We wanted to see more, says DeLeo. And uh, Stannis is the one true king, says Iron Throne, David. So uh, so we so we get Dwight saying, look at me. I, I want it stopped. I want Negan dead. Rick asks, why don't you kill him? And he says, we're all Negan. Tara's like, you killed Denise, you son of a bitch. And uh, she, she's quoting South Park. You you killed you killed Denise. You got son of a bitch. And Daryl grabs the knife, and he's not playing around. And Daryl, the biggest biggest pussy cat on the planet, Daryl just can get talked off any ledge, and Dwight knows it. For whatever it's worth, whether Dwight is on the level or not, and I think generally he was on the level. They give us that whole thing at the end with the toy. Did not know, and that's from Dwight. I I want to say Dwight real Dwight was there because of his girl. She left. Uh, he doesn't want to be there anymore. That's the only reason why he was dealing dealing with all this. But but even so, he doesn't fear Daryl for a second. He knows he knows he can talk shit to Daryl, and Daryl won't actually kill him. He says Negan doesn't owe him anymore. He did this for someone else. She got away, and she let you get away. And uh, Tyra just keeps saying, "Kill, kill, 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 kill." Now, Dwight says, uh, we can work together. You know me then. You know me now. I'm not lying. I want to help. Dwight says, he's not getting killed. He's never scared. Daryl rescinds and Tyra's like, just fucking kill him. Now, Rosita's here and she, and they say, you got, they got Sasha. Rosita doesn't trust him either. But Dwight says, Negan's coming tomorrow. Three trucks, 20 saviors in each truck. He says, he says, I can slow them down a little bit to buy you a little bit of time. And Rick nods and he says, I'll radio the sanctuary where Negan lives. And Rick's like, the sanctuary, what's that? And it was almost like a side to the audience. Sanctuary, what's that? That's the place where Negan lives, everybody. And yeah, seriously. I'll lead you in and wipe out the rest of the guys. You can get the workers, build up our army, and then we can take over the galaxy as father and son. And Tara is like, fuck no. And Rick goes, keep talking. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. To, to me, this show is really, they know that this is not to really dig on the show. But it's true. The show's lost some of its fan base due to the first part of the season. And because of that, they're trying to avoid doing anything too rash because it was so over the, no pun intended, but over the top. And, uh, you know, it was so gruesome that they obviously felt like in these last few episodes that they didn't want to uh, do anything too graphic. And that kind of made a lot of these characters do things that were completely out of their character. And then once everybody left, they all went right back to who they were supposed to be. Rick's like being the leader, you know, Michonne's still hanging in there. Great. And every, the kingdom is tough. I'm sorry, David. I just have to go to the chat because Yo Crackdown makes a great point. Why the fuck wouldn't Dwight just turn on Negan once Shiva starts attacking? 
Once Shiva comes attacks and all the big turns, just turn around, shoot Negan in the back, and move to Rick's side. Then Negan's dead. You fucking capture Trevor or Simon there, whatever his name is, and uh, you're and you're done. Or, or at least that group's done. I know they got fifty thousand more guys or whatever we saw at the end. All the Negan's forces, the army of Darkwing, so on, so on, so on, whatever. At the end for Negan, but those guys are easily. They're sheep. Kill them if you kill the herder. I mean, they're just idiots. Ultimately, they're following Negan. They, if Rick says, I killed Negan, or Dwight says, I killed Negan, they're like, I'll follow you. You're Negan now. It, it like really doesn't matter. Why wouldn't he take that opportunity? That's an excellent point. He should have just turned on him right there. He was there. He could, That's the perfect opportunity to go to do what Jadis did to Rick in the, in the heat of the moment, turning on Negan. Negan wouldn't know what the fuck to do in that, in that moment. He'd have just died. He would have been dead in story over. Yeah. Well, with with Negan stuff in general, I think what they should have done is although they didn't want to show too much graphic violence like before, like when he killed Spencer, that was pretty tame, I thought, compared to getting a baseball bat on the head repeatedly. And pretty and looking, pretty but... fake looking. Just one quick thing. Uh, Sam says, Dwight is a rat and Negan is awesome. The end. <laughs> so, so fair. And uh, for people who are like, oh, like Zoe's uh, movie corner said, because Jeffrey signed up for next season. Yeah, see, we shouldn't know that. We yeah. shouldn't. We shouldn't know that stuff, dude. We we should I'm... always be wondering. They should never send a fucking email like Hillary Clinton style, because people will fucking find that shit and they'll just be like, "Hey, everybody, Jeffrey makes it to season eight. Your episode fourteen. You're like, it 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 will ruin your joy for the show if you know exactly what's gonna happen, when it's gonna happen." And uh, someone said I'm streaming from Sasha's coffin. <laughs> it's pretty. Oh, it's Tom himself. Who else would it be? Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Throughout the sanctuary, we should have seen Negan doing a lot more day-to-day -day stuff as opposed to him. I'm sorry, I'm playing seen... sweet jazz while you're in the, the coffin. <laughs> no, sorry. sorry. Uh, David, David's such a the last time it's ever gonna happen. Oh, David, we have a comment from the uh, from 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 the text. We'll get back to you in a second. Hey, Phil, Lord Commander of the Knights of the NSS Guard, aka also known as Alicia Kinston. Hello, Alicia. I did like this episode, but Jadis and Rosita are still alive, so I give it a six point five. The Riders of Rohan saved Car with Carol, aka Sea Murder, was one of my favorite scenes. My number one was Coral getting on point as soon as the tide turned. Loved your show. Thank you so much, Alicia. Okay, <laughs> so we, we have to, <laughs> uh, so, anyways, so the live chat, you guys are fucking amazing as always, Tom himself, great to see you there, I'm pretty fucking, getting pretty drunk myself, my friend, we also, as I said, have the text line open, 781-990-8509, 781-990-8509, and the call in line at 213-943-3802. Okay, so so here we go. Rick says some stuff and Daryl says some stuff. If he's lying, I'm gonna kill him real slow. <laughs> Daryl, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest of all time. I'm gonna kill him. Sorry. This is my island. This is my I'm a better father than you, Rick. I'm the best. I'm, I'm the better for Daryl than you, man. I'm the best. 
I'm Daryl. I'll fight for Daryl. Shut He's up. Like, we can come back and you destroy everything. Shut up. Shut up. I Rick's the best. Who the fuck are you? I'm Daryl. Daryl, we can't act. Otherwise, we might win. We can't act. Okay. <laughs> if we act first, we might catch him off. Catch him by surprise. I don't want to do that. I can't risk it. But There's a tiger in here, Daryl. Daryl! Daryl! Sorry. Sorry. I see I can't match your awesome Rick. You threw me off. No, okay. That was, that was great. Sorry. Sorry, Rick. I'm the greatest of all time, but you're lucky to have me. I'm going to go carry, get a rat for us to eat, Rick. You're the best. Rick. We're going to get you a rat, Rick. Can I suck your balls, Mr. Rick? Okay. <laughs> Daryl has four. I know. Daryl has four lines the whole season. I'm giving Daryl too many lines. He's just like. That was Rick and Morty, everybody. He was like, yeah. That's right, Rick. That's right. <laughs> Walking David's so good with the Rick. The Rick. Garbage Pail Kids fucked him with the bombs. I think one of the Garbage Pail Kids did a King J. The Garbage Pail Kids sabotage. This and all, y'all. It's a sabotage. Yeah, they're bomb experts. They can, they can, uh, they can, uh, they, they know the way they're around the bombs. So uh, Daryl says, I'll kill him no matter what. Rick says, if he's lying, it's already over for us and you can't kill him, but I'll find a way to kill him. I'll do it. People are demanding it, David. They're like, they're like, you can't demand you can't demand accents out of David. That's my job. No. Uh, yeah, true. Phil just goes, all right, enough people ask. Dance monkey. <laughs> Dance monkey. David, the people are demanding some Shane. Find a right place in this it podcast for Shane. It doesn't have to be on command. Think about it. Oh, yeah. He'd have five-minute sex scenes every episode. He's like, <laughs> slap a tear. You know why? Because I'm a better woman than you, Denise. I'm better for Tara, man. I got a dick and everything. Thank you, Punisher. It's great, great, great to see you. I can't wait for your series. It's gonna be awesome. Mm. Glenn says, "I wish, uh, I wish Shane was still alive." Dwight was able to scribble on a wooden figurine. Didn't know before he escaped, but he couldn't shoot Negan after Shiva attacked. The fuck? Okay, so we come back in, and the song is "Someday We'll Be Free." Oh, I gotta go home. It's, uh, it's, it's emotional, and you can feel, and you can feel it through. I think the actress. Albeit we're giving her a little bit of shit, but I think in a singular shot focused on her fucking face, uh, the actress that played Sasha did an excellent job of depicting a lot of emotion in that moment. I liked, they could have just done the scenes with her in the coffin and made mm -hmm. the flashback scenes less and kept the scenes and keep go opening every commercial break with her in the coffin and stuff. I thought that was really good. To me, that wasn't the problem. It was the extended scenes with Abraham that I liked to bring Cutlass back, but I thought were bogged down the flow of the episode a little bit. Well, Sam, the reason that uh, Walking Dead would get eight, 20 seasons and Game of Thrones only gets eight is because Walking Dead just does full episodes filled with pretty much nothing. Um, and then periodically, like two episodes a season now, they start going like, hey, you ready for this? And then it's a shot of Morgan slamming a dude head on the ground without us seeing it. And we get another dream with Abraham and Sasha to remind us how much we miss Abraham. And he it's intercut pretty 
well from an editing standpoint with Negan's speech about what, about what he wants her to do. Lucille needs to set a message, kill three people as punishment. And then they start getting into something that they've done a lot in this season. This this uh, bartering about numbers thing. Uh, Rick did it with the trash people. Negan's done it a couple of times. Uh, Negan's people have done it with the how many melons they're getting. That you get one. I get three. You get one. You get two. I got three. But I got four. I got six. I got eight. I got three. I got six. If anyone's ever seen the angry video game nerd video, because you probably haven't played the video game, but you might have seen the nerd video for plumbers don't wear ties or whatever it is. There's a joke yeah. scene in that video or in the video game where at the end they all get in this argument about how much they're going to pay for this woman to have sex with this guy. And it's come back. I'll take a thousand dollars. I'll take three million in a, in a yacht. And I'll take that. And it just comes back and forth to eventually. So, and it, it just wraps up to, to some other thing. It's like the Bugs Bunny thing too. I don't know which way which go. It's this big, I'll kick one guys. I'll take three. How about, how about you kill one? Or how about you kill zero? No, one. So ultimately he decides that he's going to kill just one person. And Negan sighs. He says, uh, you got me wrapped around your finger. If you had a dick, I'd still have these feelings. We, That's we, a good line. That's a funny line. That is a funny line. We leave in 45 minutes and uh, Stephanie goes, no way if she has a dick. Uh, he would be interested in her. And uh, mm. hey, hey, legendary milk. Great to see you. I saw it, Phil. And... Uh, Sonia Martin Green is incredible as she portrayed as Sasha. It's the writing and story arcs that dragged it through the mud. I think you could say that almost in every situation. I mentioned this earlier, but I think all the performances in this episode by the actors were really well done, leading again by Andrew Lincoln. And I think in this back half of the season, uh, even though, again, maybe too many monologues written into the script, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan's kicking some ass too. And... And I liked seeing him up against the wall. And I thought when he when the tiger showed up, his reactions to the tiger, if it's feeling very graphic novelly, very pulpy, not as not as effective necessarily as the story. I just mean it that is the the tone of the Walking Dead I like. Not so mm-hmm. much the deep introspective stuff that I think other shows do better. And it's noticeable. You you notice the wrinkles a little bit too much in those moments in The Walking Dead. Whereas if it's just action, you're just like, it's a fun fucking zombie show. There's some really awesome character moments and great actors and great characters. Story's Mm -hmm. never a factor. And when they try to push story or push a deeper motive, it doesn't work for me. It might work for some people. It, it, it don't for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think that you're right. The writing definitely holds it up. But then again, you know, if you take a good actress and you give her bad writing and she li- delivers it poorly, I mean, you shouldn't be surprised that people are going to give actors crap. I mean, honestly, we could give Greg Nic- Nicotero or whoever directed this a little bit more crap than anybody. But um, because all in all, if you have a bad editor, you you can make people look terrible. I mean, if you cut it in wrong places, if you have music that builds up in a weird spot, um you know, that Easy Street song caught onto everybody's head because it was so joyous and happy during such a sad time. And it was used as manipulation for Daryl, kind of almost like a Nazi torture method. Uh, it was uh, effective. You know what I mean? 
And you're right about video editing and stuff. It's that's the person that can make you look like shit. That when you play in bands, they also they always say be nice to the sound man because he has the sound like shit button that he can just go away. You're going live and just your voice feeds back every time you sing your guitars. with it all fucked up. And it's similar with editors. Editors hold it all, and I think that comes down to the director's vision on the show. So you're right when it comes down to the problems we have. I think it's less on the writers, less on anything. It's the editing and the the general story direction of the way the direction of the season and I think most of the problems that we have to put on the show right now is on Greg Nicotero it's not even we a lot of us go there I go to the writing staff a lot because it's just all oh, the writers but but I I really mean just the general direction uh, some mm-hmm. of the dialogue is cringe but that's that is what it is uh it's it's it is more the general direction of the way the episodes are put together. So very good point. Atari Dad says Talking Dead pointed out that Zombie Sasha killed that creepy veggies guy from the hilltop. She did. Oh, they, she did. Okay, so none of the scavengers were involved in setting up the explosives. It's somehow broad daylight of Alexandria, and one of the scavengers messed with the explosives. <laughs> yep, they have the bomb. The, the scavenger group, what they didn't show you, has a bomb squad <laughs> that they called in. Uh, yep, led by this guy named Frank Drebin. He's like, he's like uh, the police squad, and uh, they came in and they shut they shut that shit down. The fact that our group mm-hmm. trusted these strangers after meeting Negan makes me have no sympathy for them. I don't feel sorry for idiots, says Timo. <laughs> oh, I love you, Timo. Okay, so then we go over to the hilltop where Maggie is giving her speech for the moment because we're checking in on all locations, which we really should most episodes, and we check in on Maggie who gives her whole thing thing and maggie basically tells us the setup gregory is gone he went to probably meet up with the saviors rick wants uh her to stay there for backup but maggie wants to fight they'll need me jesus says you got a tough decision and then he smiles and he's happy and maggie says why are you happy and jesus says because you're the decision maker we also get to see baby judith walking around and then we see maggie and the kid goes with enid excuse me then we get to see that watch that's been shoved up Judith's ass for the last uh, five years, <laughs> smuggled in through Negan. No, it's Herschel's watch, and uh, and that plays a big part in the episode of through the Maggie storyline as she sees the watch and then she holds the watch later. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there's nothing. Do you have anything really to say about that scene? Um, I would have liked to hear what they were saying to the group of people even if it faded out and we just kept coming closer to the watch. Um, I think we should have heard her speaking to the people with that speech. Um, so have been recording audio while the crane comes in. And uh, when it her dialogue ends, it has a close-up on the watch. It would be an amazing shot because it would show all the people and slowly come into this extreme close-up on this watch, indicating where her mind's at. And it would just be really impactful. But uh, that's just me. That's my filmmaker actor brain going. That's what I would have liked. <laughs> and Delia Production says, we, a good script, a good director can produce a masterpiece. With a the same script, a mediocre director can make a passable film. But with a bad script, even a good director can't possibly make a good film. Elisa Kingston says, Andrew Lincoln just said the only good thing about losing Sasha is the way she went out. I agree. What the fuck? Rick is cunning. And that is a very good skill to have in many situations. Rick is not a dumb. And that, oh, that quote that, I, that Delia Production said is from a Kurosawa so uh which which makes a lot of sense uh Morgan probably liked the liked 
damn, I might be next season. Someone Black's going to go every season, says Timo. And uh, so then we get in our next scene, the Kingdom group with Carol as Ripley leading the group. And then we get Morgan in full Kingdom outfit. Morgan wants to go alone, but Carol's like, no, we need to stay together. And then surprise, uh, then Ezekiel comes and he gives a speech that says, Morgan, uh, you want to destroy everyone who you were, but he says, no, but I'm stuck. Morgan, you want these fucks dead? Then you will cease this action and you will follow me now. This is a dragon with many legs. We need many allies to beat this dragon. Thou art thou, my fate friendeth. I bring down upon thee the darkness of the society well, I can't. I'm sorry. So, and you know, Walking Dead for half a second. For half a second, and then uh, let's make a, let's make an alliance, David. Let's make an alliance between our houses, and no one and <laughs> and we will destroy this capricious malevolence and suffer no more fools for the kingdom, for the kingdom. Yeah, we've got a fucking tiger, and Morgan goes with them. I mean, I, did we need to have the Morgan moment where Morgan was the Rocky not wanting to fight the fight and Mickey needed to talk him into fighting the fight? Do we need, do we need that? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading in the comments. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, the Morgan scene that we got did... I appreciate that we saw... Like, we, we have to see how clear Morgan gets on the team. But I feel like we could have just seen these guys walking to the action. Or or even it would have been maybe even more effective if we didn't even see them till they showed up at the end. We They just decide to show up and help. And uh, I think the scene... One scene to, sh to show Morgan on their side was... It was a decent scene, but I think it was a little unnecessary. I, I don't know how you feel about it. I would have rather uh, we... If we saw Morgan, the kingdom, uh, Ezekiel, the king Ezekiel didn't say anything to him. Instead of one of the flashbacks, we show Morgan kind of walking and he sort of with his eyes makes the decision that he's going to go and fight with them anyways. And then sort of comes in like the cavalry with them and saves the day. And that's when we first see him as he just runs up from a long shot and you see him like kill that walker that almost bit Rick on the arm. Yeah, no, good point. And uh, Broke says, yes, Phil, Morgan, we need more. I feel like we need a lot of Morgan. I just don't know if this was the best use of Morgan. I think maybe if Morgan went on his alone to Alexandria, we see him show up and maybe you have that conversation at the end. Um, maybe get a scene of him alone running off. I just think the scene itself with them all being like, Morgan, no, you need to come with us. It was, it was a little predictable predictable and i think you could do better stuff with morgan showing him surviving on his own for a second and going clear crazy and then being brought back to level level later by ezekiel or by rick or something might have been cool like the first time we we get a sense of him realizing where he is is when he bumps into rick in the in the fighting situation go, oh shit well this is what's going on or something like that. But I definitely yeah. think Morgan's definitely one of my favorite characters. And I think everything he, that Lenny James brings to, I think that's his name. Uh, he's, he's an exceptional actor and, and he kills everything that they put him. No one puts Morgan in the corner. says people say, you say my question for the season, besides the first episode, what the fuck happened this season? Uh, we, we have a group there's going to be a war. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, not a lot really happened. Uh, there was just a lot of, I wouldn't even say character building. I think they didn't build up the characters that much this season, even though we saw a lot of new ones. I think they could have done that overall and made it way more interesting. Uh, 
you know, leave us in a spot to where when the commercial break comes up, we don't go, Jesus, like nothing even happened yet. Why are we breaking for a commercial? Mm. You know, like what's yeah. even going on? Yeah, it's, uh, it feels like this yeah, whole season was just, I mean, this is what people, this is, okay, I'll try to look at this from a good standpoint. This was a season of character development, of understanding our characters moment more and getting into the places to set up for the, to the resetting the show in a way for what is to be the show from here on this, all these communities working together and proceeding from this point, this was supposed to be the way of making that, making that transition feel comfortable by making it a slower transition and taking your time. But what it really was, was padding it out. It should have just been, it should have just kind of gone bang, bang, bang. Like the show has always gone. This was a little bit too much of a diversion in the sense to just kind of, for me anyways, for the characters. I mean, I've kind of said this a couple of times, but I think what they were going for with this season was to try to make that transition into this other kind of show and kind of show the Negan takeover and show and have the rebuild of our group from the ground floor up again. I just don't think it came off of that. And I think it came off as predictable in a lot of places and ultimately leading to everywhere we thought it was going to go to a war that's going to happen in the next season. Mm-hmm. But we did get more of a fight than I thought we were in this episode. And I like all the action we got. We did get a big skirmish and that was fun. Yeah, that was. It was very well done. I thought the action was great. We have another voicemail, David, from the one and only LT Guile. So let's listen to LT's message right now. Hey, Phil. LT here. This episode was kind of pissing me off in the first half. But the moment when... Man, I can't remember the tiger's name. Shiva. When the tiger came out, it was awesome, and I just loved it from there. It was kind of cheesy, but overall, good episode, and I'm excited for next season. Always love what you do, and um, keep doing what you do, buddy. Bye. Thank you, LT, one of the awesome people out there. Appreciate the message. How do you leave a voicemail? 781-990-8509, Dalia. Definitely leave a voicemail. Anyone who wants to leave a voicemail, their final thoughts on the season or anything like that. We will be playing them up until the end here. So thank you so much for everyone that's left a voicemail. We do have a call in line too, but voicemails definitely work. So definitely leave a voicemail, people. So, okay, so we come back in on the church and we see the sons of the, sons of the trash pile riding in on their bikes and uh, the rest of the crew rolling into Alexandria. And uh, Jadis is the leader. She, she, uh, she tells Rick uh, that they're there to help, and I can't stand these people. I can't stand the way they talk. They annoy me every second. These one-word answers and these fucked-up Yoda-like fucked-up ways that they talk. So, yeah. so she like <laughs> partner, partner, sleep, fuck him, me. Yeah, I, people have said that they're trying to like talk in like code, so people don't understand. But if that's the case, they need to talk in more of a code. Yep. And we highlight clearly they're just talking stupidly. No, they're just talking stupidly. Exactly, David. There's no code here. This is code. Hit the guy did the gay with the kid. Hit the guy with the you did the gooing to the gay. That's me saying, hi David, how are you doing today? Sorry, it sounded like stupid nonsense, but that's a code-ish, stupid pig Latin nonsense gibberish. I'm saying something to you. They are speaking stupid. They are they are purposely saying singular words. People talked about this in the live chat. Language doesn't break apart this soon. They're choosing to speak like this because that's their shtick. Because everyone needs to have a shtick. And, and yeah. it, it's that's their thing. 
Is it supposed to be a homage to Rorschach from The Wash- Watchmen? Perhaps. The Widow is Alive, Guns of Blazing. I love Negan to be on. Oh, yeah, The Widow is Alive, Guns of Blazing. I leave- love Negan. To be honest, I'd say something like that if I saw Lauren Cohen, if I leave out The Widow shit. They're channeling a bunch of different fandoms in this episode. A uh, full stream in pig Latin. If the guy did the goat, if the go, if the guy or the gun through the groan, Joe and I could do that. Joe and I know our stupid language that we could speak in. Rick, Rick should have thrown it back at him and gone, Michonne, take her up, up, up. <laughs> and then just takes her up onto that little, you know, sniper post. Michonne, let's have a menage a trois with this girl. Michonne's into that. She's got a sword. So, uh, so uh, Michonne's like, she goes, can I have him after you? Michonne's like, uh, I don't know. This is a little awkward. So then we get a music sort of scene where we get an Aaron sighting. Beep, 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 beep. There's been an Aaron sighting. He's too interesting of a character to have on the show too much. But beep, 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 beep. He's in a little montage scene. So we get Aaron, who's working on the bomb with Rosita, because they're apparently our bomb masters. But Rosita slept with a guy that was a bomb, was a, a bomb diffuser for a, for a SWAT team. And Aaron just, I don't know, he's a, he's a tr- jack of all trades, and we need to put Aaron in the episode for two seconds. So we put Aaron in there, and they're setting up some bombs with some TNT and setting up some shit. Mm-hmm. Michonne wanted to kick that bitch in the teeth. I would have loved to see Michonne kick that bitch in the teeth. I think Rick's the cure. Same with his son. Uh, they have the fucking cure. And let me, oh, sorry. I'm scrolling over. I'm having some, um, having a mouse issue. Having a mouse issue. Um, I think it's supposed to, oh, I think it, garbage pail kids rolled out on bikes like Stranger Things. Ezekiel was talking about a dragon with many heads. Come on. It has to be. I would have liked to see Negan bash bad pussy Eugene. The garbage people might not be native English speakers. Good point, Ken. Michonne, uh, some of them looked like, uh, some of them, the way they were talking like that seemed like they probably were just because of the area that they're in. Uh, so, but, uh, but may- it doesn't matter. We're, we're not speaking whatever language they're the gobbledygook language that they use. So for the audience, if they're really going to talk differently, they need to sound bizarre. And then have subtitles. And then they kind of have to do a little, uh, is this what you mean? Oh, yeah. And then it could also explain they're uh, not understanding the deal and the fact that they betrayed them because they didn't truly understand what they were saying anyway. Oh, Dark, Dark C, thank you so much for the fucking super chat donation for my stupid chat. Yuthagoo with the gar, with the guy, with the gay, with the gay, with the gay, with the gay, with the for the guck mythic Let me take a take drink. Take a sip of this ridiculously too strong beer that's fucking crazy right now. Thank you, my friend, for the fucking super chat. You were the best. I'm going to be getting either a giant spinning wheel or a Plinko set. I haven't decided whichever's cheaper or I can build and put a bunch of different little prizes or fucking, you know, things that we can do, drum solo, Joe ran on any subject, you want, whatever. And for the Super Chat, spin the wheel or drop the Plinko chip and whatever it lands in, we have to do that thing, you know, won't be a shot, won't be uh, shove something down our pants for for Tim, of course, and (laughs) and all that sort of stuff. We got another call right here, I think, is, let's listen to this. Play the fucking message, Phil. Oi, Phil, play the fucking message. Hey, just calling in, thinking that what they should do for the next season is just stick close to the comic book park, 
cut that season down from 16 episodes to 12. I know the revenue is killer for them in terms of the ads and whatnot, but there's just too much fat in that show. And hopefully now that Sasha's gone and Abraham gone, is gone and those salaries are gone, they can just put some more money into having bigger set pieces, shorter, you know, shorter seasons with tighter stories and get rid of Gimple, man, because that guy's writing credits before this show is Ghostwriter. I'm out. <laughs> Ooh, go the, the hard to hard to hard to hard to respond to that when he goes out of the ghost rider. Great call, my friend. Great foreshadowing. Hashtag four twenty. Tom eating a sandwich right now. Yes, I was watching that team. Oh, I got hyped for a second. Oh, what was that? Uh, oh my god, I just saw a YouTuber sub for on TV. Awesome. Yeah, I was just watching that team. I got hyped for a second. I was like, oh shit, didn't catch me and broke black man. No such luck. Uh, Thank you. Thank to everyone. Thank you, sir, LT. You guys are amazing in the live motherfucking chat, as always. So, okay, then we get a music scene, as I said, of Rosita and Aaron being important and setting up some bombs with some dynamite and setting up some shit. Then we go to Simon, uh, Trevor, and I, I don't like, you know how you hang out with somebody and they talk a lot when you hang out with them. They're a big talk. They're very outgoing. But then they put them around some other people. And then they're really quiet around those other people. I don't yeah. like Simon as much when he's around Negan. He keeps yeah. his mouth shut too much. I would like it if he kind of was. He he knows how to behave around Negan. But he but he's uh, a very reserved Trevor in this episode. I don't think he had one crazy Trevor line. Yeah, he didn't. And... I guess you could say that they're not focusing on his character, but you'd think he'd at least say something as opposed to that shot where Negan hides behind the car and then gives a little soliloquy to the audience, which I didn't understand. It was like, I got when he went like, damn it, shit, you know, and then like, because he's getting shot at. But for him to go like, man, I'm kind of impressed or whatever, and then go, I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you, Rick. And then he just leaves. Could you say that in that same voice and go, if I couldn't get away with it, if it wasn't for your meddling kids? <laughs> you almost did the Scooby Doo thing. And I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for your meddling kids. <laughs> Thank you, David. Thank You're you. Welcome. I appreciate that. Timo, 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 I'm a fucking motherfucker. Timo, thank you so much. Let me take another drink of this ridiculously high alcohol content beer here. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for everyone that's donated so far in Super Chat. It's really awesome. As I mentioned, we're going to find more fun ways to uh, pay you guys off for your generosity. Cannot thank you enough for those donations. So, shot, shot, shot. I don't have anything to take a shot of right now, but I am getting drunk. If, if it's any consolation, every sip I take of this 9.6 alcohol volume beer I'm drinking, it's almost, it's almost worse than a shot. So... Anyways, so we go to Simon and Negan together before I fall down from uh, from silliness, and they uh, they st they get Dwight's there too. They say, "Should we do Plan B?" Eugene, in a roundabout way, uh, says, "Cool your jets," and or and Negan just gives this look like he's lucky to have him. So, David, what do you think about Eugene's way that how he fits into the Negan team? Do you like the Eugene and Negan team scenes? Uh. I think they could be uh, really, really interesting. I know that the character dynamic between them is pretty great because 
you know, Eugene is this really smart, socially awkward dude, and Negan is so over the top that it's kind of an interesting blend. Because anytime Negan has a scene with Eugene, as it starts to when it finishes, uh, he gets calmer and calmer and talks slower and slower because he really, I think, listens to Eugene uh, to some extent. Like he really trusts him for some reason because I think he realizes how much of a pussy he is. But um, I don't know. This episode kind of seemed like he was going the other direction, like he's starting to lose a little bit of faith, kind of like with Dwight. Mm, very interesting. The last scene Eugene said what any reasonable people would say. Oh, a prison break. A better call saw is better call saw really next month, this coming Monday. Fuck. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fucking a crazy. And uh, give me that hat. You want that hat? I got that at Waldrug. If anyone knows where Waldrug is, but on our visit to Waldrug in the Corn Palace. So uh, some of the some of the best places where I where uh, where I did what David does frequently uh, chased a tornado like an idiot and uh, and Stephanie was like we're not doing that I was like we're totally do- that's a tor- we're driving near the like idiots we uh, we drove near the tornado or th- that's a different that's a story for a different show but uh, one of these days we'll get David on specifically for that to talk about some of his uh, some of his yeah. uh, tornado chasing adventures crazy a lot of those yeah sure you you crazy fucking motherfucker okay so uh so okay so um then we get a scene then we get more set up in alexandra at alex town with the trash people mixed with the good guys and a scene with michonne with another sniper who immediately gives her i want to fucking kill you eyes and uh yeah i like michonne doesn't even i mean i guess someone said this before sandman said this michonne's human she didn't get spider sense that this person was was giving her I want to kill you vibes. But I think it seemed pretty obvious from the beginning that this person, that something was up with this girl that was like giving her, you're dead. You're dead looks. I completely agree. Yeah, I I wouldn't have trusted that girl. She's just like smirking too much. And when she said we win, she didn't say we both win. She said we win. Yep. And she was looking at her like, know what I'm talking about? And Michonne just didn't pick up on it. So then we start to come on, uh, we start to come on Sasha. We all start to come on Sasha. No, we, we start in, we, we open up again on Sasha listening to more jazz music. I'm sure all these songs do have significance to the moments that it's happening with Ever and the words are playing, interplaying with what's going on with uh, what she's trying to depict in the scene. And I could rip apart, rip it into it a little bit more on a rewatch. And uh, then we get uh I believe this is a Negan speech. Let me get to it because I think this is one of the ones I wanted to play. You know what's gonna happen. No, whatever. No, this is this is what we go to another Abraham scene. We're gonna walk out that door. We're gonna kick. Sh- we're, yeah, it was that we're gonna kick shit and eat snakes, which is a gr- which is probably my favorite of all Abraham's lines in the episode. We're gonna kick shit and eat snakes. He asks how <laughs> he died in the dream. She says he drowned and didn't come back, and she was trying to find him, and she couldn't see him. And then he gives the second best Abraham line of the uh, night. He hates the beach. End of the day, like a wetsuit, like your your balls are sandbag, sandblasting, your, or it's sandblasting your nuts all the way back to the car. Holy fucking shit, Sandman. Sandman. Way to go, Sandman. Sandman, huge toast to you, motherfucker. Thank you so Mr. much. Mr. Sandman. Give us a drink. Donate your money. Doesn't have to work for free. 
Thank you, everybody. You're fucking amazing. Thank you guys for another amazing season of recaps in the live fucking chat, live motherfucking chat. Without you guys and people like David jumping on in here and Joe, of course, fucking Joe Rants. And as I mentioned before, Joe and I will be doing a podcast on tomorrow or on Tuesday to get Joe's quick thoughts about the episode. But thank you to everybody in the live chat all, that have been with us all season. Uh, talking shit and having some fun and making the best out of uh, good or disagreeing with us, talk, calling us out on our bullshit, whatever. Really appreciate everything. So Sandman, love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Mm. Holy shit, David. You might have to finish this yourself. Oh, God. <laughs> so, no, so we start again on Sasha listening to the music. I said, I said, I'm sure the songs have significance, but we'll get, I'll get into that later. <laughs> and, uh, I'll get into that in my rewatch podcast 10 years from now. So then we get into Abraham and, and oh yeah, he asks how he died. He, dr he drowned into the day wetsuit, sandblasting nutsack. Already talked about that. So let's go help Maggie. She says, let's sit this one out. We got to take care of Maggie. Then Sasha says, then we go into reality again. And Sasha says, listen, Eugene, I'm not like you. If people die today, it's the choices they made, he says. And Sasha says, yes, it is. Referring to herself. Then we get Maggie and Sasha scene. Why are we here? Why are we looking at this? We get the scene of them sitting on the bench looking out. And I wrote, yep, whatever. So then we get uh, music bump to the bump to the bump, 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 bump. The war is about to happen. And Rick gets all his people in position. This is, to me, the point in the episode. Ten years from now, watch these videos and do a play-by-play -play on them. Yeah, that would be – we've talked about that before. At some point, it would be fun to watch back on our podcast, too, and talk shit about ourselves. When Joe and I are real yeah. real old, like in wheelchair, we're like, wow, what were you thinking? Look at us back then. We're, we're only fucking – we're babies. Rewatching, binge watching Game of Thrones yeah. from start to finish for like the fiftieth time. We were only middle aged there, Joe. Now we're geriatric. <laughs> so <laughs> we're looking for the fountain. Of, I'm looking for the fountain of middle age. I don't know if it, if anyone can. Uh, hey, you know it's alright. If anyone, uh, if anyone obviously knows what movie that's from, uh, gets 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 it gets a free sip of the of the alcohol a free sip of the alcohol well, who am i what the fuck i'm giving myself a free sip of the alcohol what an asshole i what a shill i am fucking shill bastard mm. anyways so blah 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 music and the war is about to happen rick gets his people in position dun 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 dun, dun. he starts to lead the wall will hold it will hold ah rick I'm the greatest of all time. I'm Daryl. I built this wall. It'll hold. The music's ready. Eugene says all the points covered. He's talking shit. He says, I'm going to give you a cheat sheet. And uh, <laughs> then we get, uh, I hope you listen to me. Oh, Eugene. They set up Eugene to go there ahead of time. And Eugene comes in and I almost, I almost want to play this. I think this is this one. Let me play this. I think you'll get adjusted to the place, sinus-wise. No. Oh no, this is the wrong one. This is the wrong one! Signal you. And the wall's gonna hold. I love this music. I might get flagged for this, but I love this. It's like Spy Hunter and shit. Yeah, it's very 80s, yeah. like horror movie. Yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of like that feel for The Walking Dead. So this this is our Eugene speech. Out 
Eugene rolls up. And he's, he basically says, hello, I've come here. I hope you guys listen and comply. Fealty is your only escape. I hope you live. The, gig, the jig is up in full effect. Will you comply? My drop knowledge that you heed. Options are zero to none. Zip. Compliance and fealty. Even to be. Uh. Bottom line in it, you may thrive or you may die. <laughs> I sincerely wish for the former. For everyone's sake. <laughs> The jig is up. The jig is up. And in full effect. <laughs> in full effect. What up? Will you comply, Rick? <laughs> I do not comply. Will you Will you comply, Rick? Rick's like, what? <laughs> Who is this guy? Rick looks like someone stole his lunch or pooped on his pancake. And, uh, and he just goes, blow the dynamite. Let's kill this bastard. In fairness, all the people in the live chat that have said this and anyone that's thinking this, Rick tried to kill Eugene. At that point in time, Rick was like, fuck Eugene. No one took a pot shot at, excuse me, no one took a pot shot at him after the fact, but in that moment, Rick was ready to say, fuck Eugene. He's gone to the dark side. He's a casualty. I'm gonna blow this fucking mullet up. So, so he wanted to do that. Eugene's cheat sheet, don't go to class, just lie on your resume once they find out, don't go to work. <laughs> That's a great, that is great. That is a great point. And yes, Jade, this was a gr a very tall glass of beer that I'm spilling all over the place as I'm refilling. No, Doc Brown. No, Marty. Great Scott. Yes, yes, I did that on purpose, David. <laughs> so, uh, I think it's up, yeah. Yeah. so the gig is up in full effect. Will you comply? Rick looks at Jadis and he asks, uh, he yells, where's Negan? Eugene responds, I'm Negan. We see Rosita, who just wants to kill him so bad. Shoot him. Shoot him, but does, as usual, doesn't try for anything. Or if she's going to, it's going to miss and land into Eugene's mullet and stick there or something. Rick goes to blow the dynamite. It doesn't work. Rosita fucked up again. My first response to my notes were, the dynamite didn't work. Rosita fucked up again. But no, no, no. The trash people turned on him as they put the guns and they, they, blow, they disarmed the bomb. And they open the locks of the gate. Dwight is there too. Negan comes in and here's Negan. And they get them all at gunpoint. And someone's looking through a scope and it's Michonne. And she sees the girl who says, we win. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And that starts the back half of our episode. So, uh, and thank you again for the super chat. Really do appreciate that. Eugene betrayed, betrayed Rick, but he did have the higher ground. <laughs> a little reference to Star Wars right there like that. Uh, I... I was expecting Eugene to die, but I was disappointed just like having Rosito live living. Eli reminded me of V from the 80s. Good call, good one, Eric. I loved V with the uh, lizard people. I didn't like the jump in time between the two seasons or between the break when we went, like, the baby became full grown eventually. And we had like the first half. I liked it better when the baby was the baby and then we focused a little bit more. Uh, I really liked the main actress that was the main villain in that, that played the, uh, I don't know, that series freaked me out when I was a kid. I'm all, I was all about the V. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the character from Orange is the New Black. So Eugene's cheat sheet. Uh, Rick should have just uh, tapped Jadis, Jadis and then she might have changed her mind about the double cross. He might have gotten a sword in the ass. <laughs> Me too, Eric. I, I, Eugene, that girl is immediately fishy. Eric, yep. Thank you. Thank you for bringing V up. I didn't watch the remake. Sorry to bring this on V. People are like, fuck you. I don't want to talk about V, Phil. I don't want to hear about your 80s fascination. What are you going to do? A Greatest American Hero podcast? Believe it or not, I'm going to do it one day. So, and, okay, so anyways. Um, 
<laughs> so then we get Negan coming out and doing his best Negan. <laughs> Smiling and smirking. You ever hear the one about the stupid little prick named Rick who thought he knew shit but didn't know shit and got everyone that he gave a shit about killed? Oh, he's a poet and he didn't even know it. <laughs> Sorry. That's, about you. That's horrible. <laughs> Y'all gonna want to put your guns down now. No one drops anything. <laughs> we had a deal. Tamiel came for the bug things, followed ones who took. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck did she just say? Like, like she said, I, I would rather live, live. Like, okay, if you get it to a certain point, but she literally. Like, can we do another take on that, please? Can we do, I get what you're going for here. You're doing a really good job with the mumbling I, and, the, and the weird stuff. No, 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 no. I understand what you're doing, David. I, I do. I get it. But could, could we get a little bit more of an enunciation on that? Could we understand your fucking gibberish that you're saying? Could Darmok in the house or watch... Or watch Babel on Deep Space Nine, Star Trek reference for the episode. Or or watch mm -hmm. Darmok on Next Generation, how you do gibberish talk and make it work and actually be effective for what you're trying to say. She just literally mumbles here. Ours, now, you, me, bed. <laughs> Alicia knows what I'm talking about, Darmok. Yes, Darmok. For the bug things followed ones who took. Made a better deal. She's annoying. I mean, it's only been four years. She can she can be a caveman so soon. And you push me. You push me. And you push me, Rick. <laughs> I love how there's like real discussions. There's there's almost a moment in this where Jadis and Rick are talking, and then Negan's like the little child in the background that's that they're like, wait, 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 Negan. Adults are talking. Before you rant, before you go on a on a Joe on a filler Joe rant here, Negan. Because uh, Negan, just like me, and for anyone who wants to say this, just like me, I also love the sound of my own voice, just like Negan. That's why I hate him so much, because he reminds me of me. Exactly. I know, Negan. Negan is, uh, Negan and me are like the same. You know, we, we like to talk all the fucking time. I get it. I get the, I get the parallels, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you just tried to blow us up, right? I mean, I get me. My people. But Eugene, he's one of yours. And after what he did, he stepped up. He's the one. You people are animals. Good work, team. Universe gives you a sign and you just shove your finger right up its ass. <laughs> David, right up the ass, right up the ass. Dwight, Simon, <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> So, okay, so he says you try to blow us up, blah, 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 He tells Dwight and Simon to chop, chop as they uncover what's in Negan's bag this week, his bag of tricks. Uh, I'm indirectly, I'm such a geek. I've, 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 like, made, like, seven Survivor references this this podcast. I'm such a horrible geek. So they uncover what's in Negan's bag of tricks this week, and it's a coffin. And they wheel out that bad boy, and uh, Negan continues. Of course he continues. You guys gotta like Sasha. I do too. So he, um, this one's not as uh, not as uh, detailed. I thought 
he's not speaking Negan you're not speaking fast enough for me you take too much too many pauses so he says I got her right here alive and well I brought her so I would not have to kill all of you um and and you got a lot of power give me all your guns give me all your shit there's a lot of firepower left in there Rick so I'm gonna make this simple I want all the guns you managed to scrape up yeah and I know about those too I want every everything. Last Give me them all. Age you got left. I want a person of your own choosing. <laughs> what is he? Uh, what is he playing a parlor game now? He's hosting Double Dare. You'll take a contestant of your choosing to step up here <laughs> right now. For the seal. So Negan gives a speech about he wants to get all the lemonade. He wants you to choose a person for Lucille. And he wants to get his little baby Daryl back and gives him Daryl kissy face here. Oh, and give me your pool table too. And the cues and the ball and the, and the chalk. Give me that or Sasha dies and all of you probably. So uh, what do you... And we talked a lot about it, David, but... And I know this is kind of a loaded question. It's a big question. What in general are your... And I think we talked about this in the first half, your opinions on Negan. I'm not sure if I know where you stand on the Negan of it all. And you can address it specifically in this episode. But uh, what are your Negan thoughts? Um, he's not that consistent. I Many people have pointed this out before. Like Oceanside, he kills every man, uh, a part of their group, for trying to rise up against them. Rick does it, and he keeps them around. And he, regardless if he's impressed or not with him, his life would be way easier if he just took Rick out because none of those people would feel the same without a, a good leader like Rick. And they would cut the head off the entire group and they wouldn't know what to do. They would just try to appease Negan probably. But he just keeps them around kind of like a James Bond villain, you know, waiting for the smelting thing to like cut you in half. He goes, and now I'm going to leave the room just so that you have a chance to get away. Just, you know, I told you my plans. I told you I'm here. I told you I'm going to kill people unless you do this. And I'm just going to walk away, you know, unharmed just so to give you the opportunity of getting back at me. I don't know. Uh, he's kind of been doing that the whole season. Anytime he's gotten a hold of Daryl, Sasha, Eugene, not to manage uh, uh, not to forget Abraham or Glenn and uh, you know, he could have just like killed like half of their characters and it would have been over. You know what I mean? He's yeah. had a lot of chances. He could have killed Rick and Carl willy nilly yeah. really fast. G game over, game over. Not today, not tomorrow, but someday Negan is going to suck Rick's dick and thank him for it. It will happen. <laughs> but that's true. They're willing to take Dwight and they trusted dirty people. So you never know. Timo says Dirt, <laughs> dirty people. The reason he leaves Rick alive is so someone will go and get them stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's what he says to Sasha. I forgot that line, but punishment and all that sort of stuff is what got us all of our shit. You know, that that is what got us. Question and answer. We'll give this one to David. Do you think Negan actually allowed all of the Oceanside men to die or trick the women to think they're all dead and maybe had them join those ranks? Imagine Oceanside men are still alive, but they're all Negan's men. What do you think about that one, David? Now, that would be interesting if Rick was actually the one who killed some of the husbands and brothers and uh, kids and stuff like that, as opposed to Negan. Like, he only brought the crew of their husbands from Oceanside, that'd actually be a genius play. Um, Cause that would make Rick lose another group and he would suffer emotionally from it. 
Yeah. No, that I, I think that's cool. I think that's very good too. That's a very good, very good point, BBM. It's good. That would be awesome. Negan is the Joker for Rick's Batman, says Tom. But I think uh, uh, I, but I think Negan knows if he kills Carl, that would break Rick, and Rick might not be able to be the leader and get them stuff. Yeah, and uh, so, so let's go. Uh, Eugene uh, does or doesn't like Sasha, so I lost where I am. Yeah, give me the pool table and all that sort of shit. So come on, Rick. We we uh, everyone wants to fuck. You can see the look in Rick's face. He wants to fuck shit up. Negan says we don't have to kill her. You know what? You suck ass, Rick. Again, I talk a lot about my favorite Negan's Negan lines. I loved when he's just, it's so real. He goes, you know what, Rick? You suck ass. <laughs> I, just, I thought it was a funny line. And he's going to, but you're going to make me do this, Rick. You're really going to make me do this. And he says, I need to get, and he goes, let me talk to her. Let me see her alive. And he goes, I need to get her up to speed. You can't really hear in this coffin. And he goes to open the coffin. Now, David, at this point in the episode, did you think that, uh, did you know that Sasha was dead? Did, was, was that a surprise for you? What's to come, come up, upcoming here? A little bit. I thought that she had a good probability of dying, but it wasn't for sure. I wasn't sure if she was going to come out and put the pill in his mouth and then like try to close it and make him choke on it. I don't know. Uh, or at least attempt to do that. I I also don't know how Negan has the ability to fall backwards off of a like a moving truck with a walker on top of him and not break his back and get away. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Very good point. And thoughts of love to the to the chat guard to the uh, to the motherfuckers in the uh, the FOPs in the chat right now. You guys are awesome. So uh, so Negan says uh, we don't have to kill her. You know you suck ass. And uh, yeah, and he's gonna get her up to speed and. We then we go back to her face, and I agree, David. I also was. I thought the episode did this well in the sense of me not quite expecting. I kind of thought she took the pill, but I thought the give. I thought the the reveal here was done pretty well, and mm -hmm. and I, I kind of wish again that this was the only moment that we got the dream sequence. This is me gonna be a little bitchy again. That if this was the moment she sees Abraham, and maybe. And, and she flashes back and it was just in this moment, like this big lead up. It, I just feel like it would have been more special. So we go back to her face and it felt real. We get lyrics. Uh, we lost this and Abraham kisses her and she starts to stare at the flowers. Ghost Abraham says some shit. She says some shit back about letting go. We got to lay our big meaty pipe on the chopping block for someone else. If there, if there's going to be a point for us to do it. You know, uh, Alpha to Omega, Mary's car Maggie's carrying the future, zippity doo da, zippity yay, laying your ass on line for somebody else. Oh, that's my living. You're an idiot. I never said otherwise. Will this be the last time we see Abraham on the show? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like Michael Cutlass is one of those guys that he loves being a part of the Walking Dead universe. And anytime that they'd want him to be on set, they could call him on a on a moment. I do have to say, I don't follow a lot of the spoilers or the pictures of, on set and shit. I don't know if this was known, but the fact that he was in this episode kind of blindsided me. I did not expect to see Michael Cutlass. And I thought, especially, and again, why I think if they had made the cameo in a big moment at the end, right before the reveal of the Sasha thing, I think it would have been even more intense. And, but I'm, I'm telling you the close up on his face when he's about to get the bat, that, is the shot they should have shown. That would have been a great flashback to show Abraham dying a courageous death and sacrificing himself for the betterment of the group and stepping up to the plate. Yeah. And yeah, 
it, it also makes her death more redeeming as opposed to seeming like a cowardly way out that she took on the way there. So. And this to me is where the episode really starts to get good too because uh, then we go from this scene right here to Eugene and Ta Sasha talking before they're leaving and and Negan, this, and again, this was the scene that I really liked yeah, Negan in. So what they're planning, they could be watching the roads. What they're planning. That's right. Well, it's Eugene and Sasha first, but then ne the Negan eventually shows up, yeah. and this is the scene where Negan goes, well, you know you don't have to drive there in the coffin, and he like, talks like a normal human being. He says, it's all right. She goes, I want to get some sleep. I appreciate it. And he says, uh, damn, you're something. I don't know, something about the way they framed him in the scene with him looking in on her in the coffin and the smile on his face. I think Jeffrey D. Morgan is a good actor, and no matter how much they try to make me believe that he's not through some of the stuff that they do with Negan and the way they direct him sometimes, these moments come out because he is an amazing actor, and these fucking moments come out where he just has some smiles that work in the moment for me, and I don't know. I, I loved Negan in this particular section. Uh, whatever. I just, I just, I love. I, I thought it was misleading. It was, he was almost a different person. Darmok, Jala, Tangra. Yes, Apulia. <laughs> so, uh, am I the only one who is thinking Maggie and her baby will have the? Uh, very interesting about that, Broke. I'm. I would not doubt that. So, so then she listens and uh, she takes the pill in the coffin. We see her in the pill, getting to the point where she takes the coffin, and the music is very fitting in the moment. And I just thought this was all done, except really well. For my sake, can't wait till Joe tells me how wrong I am in the Joe in the Joe cast, and then we cut back to Negan. Uh, uh, oh, David, what what'd you think? Uh, you could tell me I'm wrong here. What'd you think of uh, this transition, this whole moment of her of the Sasha's final decision with her dying and stuff? Um, I think I said it kind of before. I think they should have shown POV shots of Abraham to really get the feeling behind what she was seeing as she died. Um, I think it really would have been it would have been heartbreaking because you would have seen him saying these so sweet and you would have felt the love there as opposed to it kind of being further away and a little hard to hear. And, you know, I don't know. I thought it detracted from it. And yeah. as funny as Abraham is, I think in those flashbacks, he could have been a little bit more serious and just kind of, you know, like when he's alone, just like he was with Rosita, he's a little bit of a different person. But um, no, very good. Very, I don't know. Very good point. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say uh, no, very. I was just going to say good point. And Timo said Rick Wolverine confirmed if uh, if there is to be more Wolverine, I could see Andrew Lincoln do, being a decent Wolverine. That 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 is not bad casting. Uh, let's listen to a, another quick voicemail here. Eugene, uh, hey, what up? Have you seen the new Game of Thrones trailer? I thought it was pretty cool. This is Jay. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on, SM? Uh, yes, we did. Awesome. Joe and I did a Game of Thrones stream. You can definitely check it out where we talk a little bit about that. So uh, so then we cut back to uh, Negan back open. And, he's, and uh, so then we cut back to Negan, who is opening the coffin. And we stretch out a little bit. Like, we come back into the same scene. And I thought this was done really awesome, too. And I thought uh, Sasha looked exceptionally cool as a walker. And he's tackled mm -hmm. by her. And somehow, and I talked about this last week with Joe, some fucking how uh, <laughs> the zombies now tackle instead of bite. Uh, 
They they uh, they they made a decision at zombie headquarters. It's posted on the zombie web, and they're all they're all they're all checking in. There's been a new issue that the zombies don't bite anymore. They just tackle you down to the ground. So uh, so that's what Sasha does. She tackles uh, tackles him. Doesn't but she eventually bites a different guy because Negan's a main character and he needs to be on next season. Excuse me. <laughs> so uh, she she uh, she tastes him for a second. She goes ah. That plot armor tastes horrible and goes and kills one of Negan's other guys. But we talked about this before. Carl uses this opportunity to set it off and the fight is on. Rick looks on. Michonne has a battle. Rosita gets shot in the chest. She must be dead. Nope. Daryl starts shooting people. Aaron's boyfriend, whose name I don't know, starts killing people. Carl is just kicking some ass. Jadis Jadis has a gun on Rick, and Rick doesn't do the cop trick that David talked about, but he just sits there and and really... I talked about Andrew Lincoln being great. There was something awkward in the blocking of this scene with the way Andrew Lincoln was like dancing around with his hands. They're, I don't know. They, they were stalled for a moment. Like if she was going to shoot him, why didn't she just shoot him right there? If the ultimate plan was to wound Rick and bring him to, maybe she thought she could bring him without shooting him. But ultimately it just kind of served as pretty awkward where Rick was kind of standing there like this for a second, like, um, and they kind of do a little dance and then they cut away from them and they come back to them in a second, but eventually get shot, not fatally in his side because kidney shots, you can definitely walk after that. So he has a habit of, of kicking him off the top of tall things or like pushing him off of things. Like she pushed him off the top of the garbage stack and then she pushed him off with her foot off of the top of the wall post. And Rick just handles falls really well, man. He does. He does. Uh, it was it was uh, given to him as one of the things that they added to him in the hospital. They did some cosmetic surgery before he was out in The Walking Dead, and they put pillow big callus. Yeah, exact pillows. They they in, they installed an interior pillow to protect all internal organs from falls. It's it was it's a rare thing that they do. I, I've seen it a couple of times done on a, with a couple of different char- uh, characters in a couple of different shows. But uh, the, the the rush hour movies, uh, the characters of uh, every movie when they jump out of a fucking building and and they land on the concrete of the building, they're like, oh, we're fine. We're fucking fine. No, no problem. We slid down the building. We're cool. So uh, so back into the, the skirmish. Oh, we got Taka in the live motherfucking chat. We also got Kyote who's been here the whole time. I saw her doing some chat duties. Great to see you. Uh, William, have a great night, and everyone, thank you so much to anyone who's comes in for a second or has left. Thank you to anyone who has checked out the live stream tonight. You guys are amazing. So back in on the skirmish, and uh, Michonne is getting her ass handed to her, and Rick is walking down the street with Jadis having him at gunpoint, uh, and we see a bunch of dead civilians, nobody, some red shirts, dead trash folk. Then we see a bunch of saviors with the kind of lineup set up similar to what we saw last at the beginning of the season. And uh, Carl's down there. Rick gets brought over, over and Negan says hello again. And then we get back to Michonne getting choked out. But does that TV thing where every time someone gets choked out, and I'm not going to blame The Walking Dead for this. Every show does this. Every show. Someone's getting choked out and there just happens to be something right by you to, to smash smash your head in or something. Like there's always there's always that mythological item. So she grabs something and uh then Jadis kind of puts Rick down and we get Carl and we get another funny uh funny. We get yet another as I as I can hear Joe's voice in my head, yet another Negan monologue. <laughs> and then he monologued again. Couldn't stick with us, huh? You had to go with these 
filthy garbage people. <laughs> These filthy garbage people. I love that. I just wanted to get that line. These filthy garbage people. And then again, a fucking again, just to show that I'm not crazy, David. They do that numbers thing again in this episode. Where the filthy garbage people go, I want 12. And Negan's 10. No, I got 12. 10. And then Negan gives him that curb your enthusiasm stare. Yeah, exactly. Dun, 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 dun. She should have gone like this. She should have gone eight. Eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she goes, okay, I'll take time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So sometimes people need loopholes, but the object around so you won't get choked to death. Uh, very, very good point. Michonne gets her ass kicked, <laughs> Jay, but has the strength to say, we are the ones who live. I made, I made this shit weird. He, no one makes this shit weird. If anyone makes this shit weird, it's all, it's obviously me. This is, this is a, this is a weird place. And so, Betty. Okay. So Negan is like, Rick, this is all going to make you really, really sad and broken. You're going to wish you were dead. And, uh, you know, oh, here it is. 12. I take deal for three. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna yada yada here till we get to this uh, Negan speech. This is weird. Does Negan need to talk himself up, David? Is he the kind of guy that needs to talk himself up into being this bad guy? Could he? Yeah. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no 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 go. Uh, I I think so due to the fact that he's not physically intimidating. Besides, you know, obviously he can swing a baseball bat. But if nobody's stopping you, anybody could get killed with a baseball bat. Like I could fuck people up with a baseball bat. Like, Rick could just, he'd go ape shit and kill everybody with a fucking, you know, barbed wire baseball bat. But he has to do this over-the-top, charismatic kind of quality that is sort of just like a, I don't know. It's obviously an act, kind of like King Ezekiel. King Ezekiel puts on these airs because he goes, people need to believe in a leader. And, you know, I showed up and I had a tiger, and so people kind of assumed that I knew what the fuck was up. And so I became the leader. And he just had this facade on. He only dropped it with Carol. But Negan, his Shiva is Lucille. He goes, guy show, shows up with a baseball bat with a big smile on their face. And they just think like, holy fuck, that guy's creepy. Yeah. And then he ends up just ruling by fear. Melissa says, it, yeah, the bully act, straight up bully act. So mm -hmm. so Negan is like, <laughs> excuse me, Negan is like. Uh, I can't I can't talk because my because I talk too much. So I got laryngitis. No, he goes, I'm the spaghetti guy. Maybe I've been maybe I've been too nice. You think that the guy that did what he did to your friends wasn't me. Like that was some sort of a put on. Like I'm not the guy with the bat. I'm just the guy that makes your kids spaghetti. <laughs> oh, I need to make this right. Start all over again. Rick, if I had a kid, I'd want him to be Carl. Carl talks mad shit and says, you're not going to win. And he says, uh, listen, take your one eyeball up the street, look around, game over, pal. So then we cut over to Michonne, who's getting choked out. Oh, no, is she going to die? And Rick looks, and they hear screams, and, and uh, Negan laughs, and he says... He says, wow, you lost someone important to you just now. So what I wonder in this situation is what I don't didn't get here, David, was mm -hmm. did <clears throat> did Rick somehow psychically know that 
Michonne was about to die and Negan picked up on that? Or did 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 they see it? Did I miss them actually seeing what was happening to Michonne in the distance? They showed somebody fall really quickly behind kind of some shrubbery and stuff like that. Okay. I missed and I missed that. It was very short because if they showed it too long, you'd just be like, oh, Michonne's wearing white. That girl's wearing mm-hmm. black. It's obviously not Michonne. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. I totally, I, I missed that part. I was, I was probably looking down doing notes or something like that during that, during that section. So to me, I was just like, how the fuck does Negan and Rick, did Rick get a psychic flash or some shit? And uh, he says, you lost someone you really, <laughs> yeah, a body scene. I'm going to, I'm going to kill Carl now. One hard swing. I'll try to do it in one. Cause I like him. I'm going to kill Carl and Lucille's going to take your hands as half the audience is cheering. Rick is going to lose a hand and it's going to happen right in front of me. But and uh, Rick said, you can do it right in front of me. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but, you know, nothing's going to change and you're going to be taken down, motherfucker. And Negan laughs and he goes, wow, wow. okay, okay, here we go. And he goes after uh, and he goes and he goes after Carl, and uh, and he gets ready to hit him. And right before he hits him, we'll take this call. She's wearing black. It's obviously not Michelle. Mm-hmm. Hey, so okay. does every person that's the leader in this show have some kind of a Shiva? Just wondering. I think maybe in a sense, Rick has that... Uh, that that python gun of his or whatever it is or the hat or carl has the hat i think in some senses they all have something that ma- makes them well i think rick's ability to initially install all the qualities that he got from a cop with the survival skills and the being able to teach them combat and all that sort of stuff led him to a to to make everyone look to him as the person that can make the decisions because within him, they he survived. So I think with Rick, his Shiva is really his group and uh, how how close-knit they are and how they are like a family and they they cover each other's backs and all of that. Um, with the governor, I would say his crazy or – what was his daughter's name? Penny? Or what was his, the little – Yeah, Penny. Penny right. was kind of his uh, his thing. And then crazy was his thing when he lost his mind in the tank. He had, a, he, had a, he had a Shiva, he had a tank. That helps. And he yeah, had a, that definitely helped. And he had a big dick. So, uh, <laughs> and a big dick. Why didn't Negan just try to kill Rick? Clearly he's not going to break him no matter how many times he tries to kill him. Timo, I think it's a sick game Negan loves to play called, uh, called we got to keep Andrew Lincoln on the show. Uh, so, uh, someone important to you dies. We hear the screams. Negan laughs. He's about to, uh, about to take Carl's head and there, all of a sudden, the kingdom Calvary. The kingdom arrives. David, I have to let my cat out. Talk, talk for a moment about what you thought as the kingdom was arriving. Okay, so as you all know, the kingdom comes in very much like the Calvary, just like you know the uh, was it the Knights of the Vale in uh, Game of Thrones. Sorry, I'm talking a little bit about Game of Thrones. I said they came in like their Knights of the Vale and sort of like, we're here to save the day. Not today, everyone. You know, I'm surprised they didn't like hang a sigil flag from the wall when they came in. But uh, this is now, you know, the kingdom. Um, But I thought they were great. I thought King Ezekiel was pretty badass with his little sword. Uh, I thought Shiva was fucking awesome. Shiva was awesome, yeah. 
That was the yes. highlight. That was the highlight part. As Shiva Shiva shows up and jumps out of nowhere and goes tiger on everybody and tackles some guy. Negan is like, "The fuck? There's a fucking tiger here." Morgan comes yeah. out with his with the uh, the with the spear and he starts uh, killing someone. Gives a high five to Rick. Daryl comes in and cleans up some saviors. They're surrounded. Negan's like, "God damn, there's a fuck." At, this is the moment David was talking about before, where Negan turns to Dammer and goes. There's a fucking tiger, god damn it. And <laughs> ne- no one uh, no one gets Negan, shoots at Negan, Negan fire and he goes, The widow is guns a- is alive and guns a blazing. You taste that, Simon? That's the taste of shit. <laughs> As they head off to escape like the bat like Team Rocket. Team Team Rocket blasts off again! <laughs> <laughs> So they go off. Then we see also, uh, we see a couple of people, Daryl shooting, pew, pew, pew. Morgan sticks a guy. Jadis wants to escape, but they put the smack down on her and the trash folks start to disperse. Rick's groups come out. Uh, Maggie shows up. Ezekiel says, uh, or whatever, the tiger, a tiger comes up. Father Gabriel shoots some people. We see all of our basically everyone's shooting people. Uh, Negan's truck starts to drive away, but no one thinks to shoot tires. They all start shooting the actual uh, the actual van. No one thought to shoot yeah, out. That the- was kind of weird. Yeah, why didn't anyone shoot out the fucking tigers? Uh, the, the, the tigers. <laughs> yeah, I mean the tires. Fucking bear, go fuck yourself. Turning tires into tigers. So the shot of the bunch of the trash folks as they get out of Alexandria town, kind of scaling the walls. Daryl's running after the saviors at the top of the wall, but they're all gone. He's like, fuck yeah, we win. Rick and Carl running, but Rick's not really bleeding out anymore. But we get to Michonne who looks, oh my God. She looks like Sylvester Stallone at the end of Rocky four after Ivan Drago beat, beat his face. Yeah. Head. Cut me. Please. Go, Nick. You go, guys. Have to cut the eye. Yo, Andrew, go. Have to cut the eye. Yeah. In the very poor Rocky Five, it, at after the Ivan Drago fight, when Sly's in the shower shaking and his face is all bashed to shit, that's like Michonne in this moment. But she's all right. Just, just minor brain damage. Brain damage. And, and, and she said something that was uncomfortable. No, she says. uh she says her line and they hug. So we got 15 minutes of good action. So we come back in and Negan's like so much for plan B. And we got the bad guy summit and Lucille's there. We get kind of a close up on Lucille. Negan is somewhat intimidating Eugene saying, how the hell did Sasha die? Eugene does his Eugenisms. Uh, somehow in the, the interstellar travel of human nature of traveling in a truck for two and a half hours, Sasha must have lost her breath because we didn't calculate how much oxygen that she would have. It's a shame, and that kind of situation happens. And that's what and he, that's what he says. So, uh, oh, we got a uh, we got a voicemail. What looks like for you, David? Let's see. Hmm. Did Daryl get his his uh, his crossbow uh, back yet? I wasn't sure because I haven't watched this show. All right, bye. He did get his crossbow back. I I I said uh, I said it was for you, David, because uh, on the Google Voice it translates what the message is, and it picked up my voice in the background of the call saying, "Hey, David. <laughs> hey, David. Hey, David. Hey, David. Hey, David. Yeah, but yes, he did. So Rick." <laughs> Uh, Timo says Rick has magical healing powers, but sadly for Michonne, those powers aren't sexually transmitted. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Shots fired. Only Rosita gets uh, skills as an STD. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, so yeah, Michonne has brain damage. So then we get Negan walking out at the at at Savior Camp, the sanctuary, as we were told earlier in the episode. And he walks out, and we see him over his army to all the men he surveyed. And we said that we realized that this is just a drop in the ocean of Negan's army, and he's just got endless men that are going, "We love you, Negan." Yeah, we're all Negan. Yep, and they're every gonna, one of us from Negan, and they're going to go to war. So then we get the end of our episode, which is the last scene in the episode, which <clears throat> I think people could go two ways on. With everything that happened, I think Lori, Lori, Lauren Cohan is that her name? I think yeah. she, I think she delivered an excellent monologue here, mm-hmm. and I think it was really effective. I wouldn't have minded them ending on the Negan saying we're all going to war. I get them going back there, and I'm. I'm usually wrong about these things. I found this a little bit too extended of an ending, and we had the uh, the long winded sort of stuff. Um, this isn't my this isn't what I like, but it wasn't badly done. Uh, uh, David, what did you think of this final scene? Oh, like I was saying before, uh, if they had done like a crane shot like they were doing, and it came all the way in to Maggie, and you could just hear her voice talking to these people and hear kind of the crowd going, "Yeah, yeah," and then slowly coming in for, to her face and then slowly pan down to the watch that Glenn uh, was given by Herschel. I think that would have been perfect. Yeah. The only thing I, I would say, because I love the speech too. someone in the live chat just said they love the speech. I love the speech too. I agree with David and I feel like it was almost, it almost, it sucked a little bit in the sense when we saw her mouthing the speech without actually getting to see her do it. Uh, I think I think when you do something like that, it makes a voiceover pointless. You cut over if you show someone talking and then voiceover out of sync or something like that. It, it, it took me out of the moment for a second. But I thought yeah. I thought the speech itself was exceptionally said and written. I thought it was it was uh, it was. It was I, I actually did great. I'm not trying to pick on the speech. The yeah. speech was well written and well acted. But like you said, if you see video of her giving the speech, why not just hear it and hear everybody getting inspired in the crowd and all that stuff. Yep, the speech had feels, as a couple people said. Ooh, excuse me. Whoa, what's going on there? Oh shit. The speech had the speech had some serious feels. She is essentially starts to uh, uh, tell Rick that this was all started by him and Glenn, and they built a family, and and it's really inspiring and everything like that. Um, and through this all, we see them hunting down uh, zombie Sasha. Eventually, Maggie and Jesus find her. And they hold her down. Maggie cries. We don't see the actual kill, but I don't think we needed to. And it was just a well-acted scene. Sad music. And uh, then we go to the funeral. Still a voiceover. We see the good team. Carol Morgan sitting on the steps. Not strangers. And the last line is not strangers, but family. We see that Daryl finds a toy that says, did not know. From, mm-hmm. uh, from Dwight. We see Michonne recovering with Rick and also Rosita somehow surviving a chest gunshot, but whatever. Rick, uh, we see Kingdom Folks. This started with you and Glenn, just grew from all of us to sacrifice. We get this cheesy-ass shot of Sasha and Maggie mixed in in the sunset smiling at each other, which I fucking hated and I thought it deballed the scene a little bit because we I thought we had already said goodbye essentially to the to Sasha, I know we see her stabbed, but I thought that was a good end, and then we can end Sasha. Just ended on the Maggie speech with our group getting ready for war, the same way to contrast the Negan scene getting ready for war. We didn't need to get one more scene of Sasha in Smiling in the Sunset. I don't know. I, I fucking didn't like that at all. And uh, suffer and grieve to live, to smell farts. We see Maggie do it. She smells her own fart. Glenn made the decision. I was following him. She has the watch. 
And that's the end of the episode, David. What did you think? There it is. David from Detroit. What did you think of season seven finale of The Walking Dead? Um, the acting was good when people were given a chance to kind of actually, you know, get get their close up, you know, their medium close up and get to actually show their characters. I thought Andrew Lincoln did fucking amazing in this episode. I even thought Carl did pretty good and kind yeah. of redeemed himself for a lot of people. Um, I think when it comes to, you know, Sasha and everything like that, like I said, it's nothing against the actress, but I just didn't really feel anything for her. And and I love Abraham. I thought he was great, but I think him and Rosita would have been a better match and it would have had way more impact had it been uh, reversed. Had yeah. Rosita have gone, she got caught, and then she takes the pill and imagines Abraham. I think that would have made way more sense because it would also be more impactful because she acted like she didn't really give a shit this whole time. Like, oh, well, fuck you. I'm just going to go and sleep with everybody else, but it'll show in her dying thoughts she only thought of him. Yeah. I think that that would be great. Some great points there, David. Let's take a couple more chats before we call this an evening. I felt it was long and unnecessary, says Melissa. Rosita's bitch ass laid up in the bed after gunshot. Meanwhile, Rick walks his gunshot off, says Timo. We never see Jesus kill any saviors with his kung fu. The fuck, says Atari. In the middle of that chaos, she who wrote on the toy? Dwight did? I don't buy it. Maggie's just eye candy, says Tom himself. Aw, Lauren Cohen's a great actress. Dwight wrote it, but don't know how he had the time to write it in all that confusion. Eric says, excuse me, this show is predictable. Patricia says, I hated almost all scenes with Sasha. Uh, yo, it's Crackdown, uh-uh, says this finale feel. I love that name, by the way, dude. This uh, this finale feels like last year's where the beginning was slow, then the end it picks up. At least no big cliffhanger this finale. Well, what did you think, David, between where does this rank on, and I know it's hard to think about this on uh, without giving you time to like think about it in general, but just quick thoughts. Where does this rank for the Walking Dead season finales for you? Near near the higher end of them or near the bottom of uh, Walking Dead season finales? Uh, near the bottom, I would say. I'd say it's probably like two or three on the list, like on the bottom part. So yeah. I guess, well, I guess five, six or seven, you know, and uh you know, season one had a great epic ending. Season two kind of did. Season three was an epic fucking season all around. Uh, season four, I thought, had a great uh, end to it with Terminus, and they didn't really leave us hanging. Uh, season five, uh, Rick shooting that guy right as he sees Morgan. I still thought that was pretty good, even though some people didn't like that. Season six was just, obviously, we hate the cliffhangers. Everybody hates cliffhangers. Don't do cliffhangers, AMC. Hello, is this thing on? Um, <laughs> but uh, and season seven, like I said, it probably ranks in the bottom three. But then again, there's only, I mean, I say there's only. There's seven seasons, so four of them are great. Yeah, yeah. We got a, a texter that says, hey, do you think next season Rick will go back to the junkyard people looking to make another deal, or will they kill them? Yo, it's Crackdown. Uh, I love the channel, by the way. Keep up the great content. I think uh, ultimately, uh, I don't think he'll trust those people again. But I could be wrong. Who knows? He he trust, trust, trusted Dwight to a certain extent and didn't kill him on point. So I wouldn't be surprised. David, do you uh, do you think he'll trust the trash people again? No. Uh, he, he would be stupid, too. And they also have some of their guns. So he's probably going to go back and take them back. Yeah. And be like, fuck you. Yeah. You know? At least I hope so. Eric says this show is predictable. Uh, he, he says, hey, David. Tom says you guys got to lower your expectations. Was Negan cringeworthy in the comics, people ask. Uh, I didn't find him as cringeworthy in the comics. I think it just works better in that medium. And for me, I think it was 
a combination of not the exact right casting choice and how they're directing him physically in some scenes and how the spaces that he takes between some of the monologues to make them seem a little long-winded. Where if he was like a little bit more bam, bam, bam with it, it might be a little funnier, but he would have to kind of put a different color on it, on his act, on his acting choice on it, um, which yeah. I don't think is super comfortable for him, which is why I think it was poor casting, which is, I say it a lot, which I think someone like Garen Dillon Hunt would have been a better choice for someone like Negan or someone like uh, Trevor there uh, that plays Simon because he can deliver rapid fire and comedy sort of dialogue and make you engaged and find it funny, where Jeffrey Dean Morgan's more of an internalized actor, and when he tries to internalize some of those wise-ass Negan lines, it just doesn't work. And yeah. it seems a little just it's clashes to me from the acting performance where, again, if you cast an actual person that's skilled at comedy, like straight up comedy, like slapsticky comedy can make that shit work for you. And mm -hmm. I, I that's why I just think it comes down to a little bit to still the casting of Negan was the biggest problem with season seven. Like if only Lewis Black was like 35 years younger, yeah. I think he would have been a fantastic Negan because he can get really serious at times. And comedians, actual stand-up comedians, can actually kind of pull that quick 360 because they're used to doing multiple characters and bits, one that's goofy, one that's serious, in order to tell a story. I also think that Negan moved around. He moves around too much. He's yeah. too snake-like. If he was more physically imposing and standing over you with a baseball bat and not saying everything re repeatedly, then I think he's great. I think he can be really funny. I think he can be really intimidating. Like his best line delivery so far of the season to me was when he pointed his bat at Rick and goes, get my ax. When he was like in the RV. Yeah. Yeah. He, he comedically hit a walker with a baseball bat by swinging it like a battering ram out the door. And then he just goes, come on, let's be friends. Like he didn't even buy his own bullshit. And then he goes, <clears throat> get my ax. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that that's way more impactful because you don't see it coming. You're kind of laughing along and then it's like, oh, whoa. He just bashed somebody's fucking brains yeah. in. And he was telling jokes like 10 seconds ago. Yeah, and it's it's that contrast that makes Negan a likable character. Not likable, but uh, anti-likable character of some sort in the in the, in the the graphic novels and that doesn't translate as well in Jeffrey D. Morgan's performance. Dirty Issues, Taka says John Hamm should have played Negan. Uh, that wouldn't have been awful either. That He obviously, John Hamm would have killed it. Uh, Sasha died about two weeks ago. They let us know she was going to die and they expected it to be some big thing tonight. Shake my head, says Demo. Father Gabriel will go. He brought the shit people into credibility. Uh, Tom himself, you motherfucking dick suck cunt fucking fuckity fuck fucker fuck fucking fuck fuckers. That should be Negan's dialogue. And and uh, I'm here to chill out while doing some homework analysis of Thrones. Oh, we got the one and only Tony fucking Teflon in the live motherfucking chat right now. Lots of love to Tony and House Teflon. You were the man, dude. Love you and all yeah. your shit, buddy. Love you, T Tony. Negan could only be done on HBO. This might be the downhill for The Walking Dead on AMC. Old and ugly. That, <laughs> that is great. Dirty issues. Uh, you'll never know when the governor is going to do something sadistic. That's what made him that season. How about that motherfucking bat? Steve says Henry Rollins would have been the best of Negan. I know they looked at Henry Rollins as the prototype with making the Negan character, but I don't know if Rollins, maybe he could. I, I'm looking to Rollins' Sons of Anarchy performance where he's, so Rollins has many fucking talents. I've seen 
like I love Black Flag. I've seen Rollins Band a bunch of times live. I think he's great in movies like The Chase and kind of funny playing a one-note character. Uh, I just don't know if he, he has the comic timing exactly to be able to pull this off if he's not just doing like a spoken poetry because he can be very funny. I just don't know if, if uh, Rollins is a good enough actor to have been able to pull it off. And maybe, and even if he was, I think he's a little too old. Maybe he would be now that I say that because Rollins' best acting performance is as a voice actor on Batman Beyond playing one of the villains on there that's like, that's crazy and always talking shit. So Rollins probably could pick it up. I'm probably not giving him enough credit and he'd beat the shit out of me now for saying that. So sorry, Henry. <laughs> I'm a liar. I'm a liar. I lie. <laughs> so everybody as we start to wrap things up uh the walking david if you haven't already checked out the walking david's channel he does now for some reason it did it again there's something wrong with my recording program that's cutting off at two hours and 50 minutes it's like the third week in a row it did it so uh all you guys really missed at the end was the walking david promoting his channel which you definitely should check out on youtube he does a lot of amazing impressions if you again if you want to check out the very end of this video please check out the youtube channel fill the issues guy you can watch the last five minutes literally it was only five minutes we end at two hours and 20 minutes this is two hours and 15 minutes of the podcast but thank you to everyone that has checked out the walking dead podcast this season and if you haven't already please give us some star ratings and some comments they can definitely help us out and get to more and more people really do appreciate all the support you guys show and definitely subscribe to the youtube channel too if you can join us live but really do appreciate you guys that listen to the podcast you guys get the secret message that i'm recording after the show <laughs> so yes thank you guys